luchadores. Number 62, Lucha World. We cover so much from the shores of Walnut Kills, California, where the pinwheels turn, where the papaya, papaya, papaya. How are things in California? Papaya, papa, papaya, papa. We have so much to cover tonight. This is... We should warn people that you haven't had any sleep. I've had no sleep in a long, long time. So... Kurt might be a little crazy today. I feel great. <laughs> Not to worry, though. We've we got, we got plenty to talk about. Yes, so. Frito and the Freak, we have so much to talk about. We have Triple Mania. We have Anniversary of CMLL. We have so much to cover. We have the Casas Dynasty, the Barrasso Dynasty, and... The Kelly Dynasty. Yes, I have not talked about the Kelly family for uh, quite no, some we're time. Not we're skipping the Kelly okay. family. Okay. Well, I just, I just wanted people to know I have not forgot their love of the Kelly family and all the multiple requests I have gotten for me to have a Kelly family segment in every edition of Lucha World. I'm surprised nobody's told you to stop with that stuff. They should send you the. They, you're the one that gives out. Yeah, the email yeah, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, the perfect opportunity to throw it out there. My email. Liger. For my sake, tell him to stop talking about the Kelly family. <laughs> Liger. L-Y-G-E-R at A-O-L dot com. Or the easier way is to just look up Vandal Drummond on Facebook. And Twitter, too. And Twitter, too, yes. Vandal Drummond You were able to actually get that on, on Twitter, too, which is... This is true, yes. I don't know if it's surprising or... I need to frequent Twitter more frequently. Wait, <laughs> you can tell I love if I frequent it more frequent. I need to frequent Twitter. I occasion Twitter. I'm Kurt, if, you, if, you think, if you're already confused with this, wait till I start talking about Triple Mania. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay, so as I promised, as I promised every one of you, I did not watch Triple Mania. So can't believe that, Kurt, and it was on iPay per view. 
It was actually better than last year, so... That's not... That, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know it, I, when, I, when, when people say it wasn't as bad as last year, and, and <laughs> I think the people who didn't watch it are thinking, well, that's not, that's not a difficult thing to accomplish, but I, it actually was a little bit better. There was some stuff. AAA still does a lot of stuff that just like blows your mind that they're even doing this stuff where it just confuses you. But well, you know the the weird thing was just figuring out figuring out how to get that eye pay per view to work. <laughs> For about the first ten fifteen minutes, I seriously thought my my uh, my bad luck with triple main with triple A paper eye pay per views was going to continue because <laughs> I could not figure out how to get the show to work. That's right, because this this would make it the third year in a row where you had trouble accessing Triple Mania. Yeah, excluding the time. excluding the the pay per view, the actual pay per view that mm-hmm. that was televised. Uh, but it was funny because I think I thought, man, am I the only person that hasn't figured this out? So I go on Twitter and I see a couple of people are like, "How does how do we get this to figure?" Because because all you see, I, you you've ordered the uh, AAA pay per view, have you? Last year I did, yes. Yeah, where it, it has that um that video screen. Mm-hmm. That just keeps playing that the the inter- the internet pay per view um ad. Yes, and then it finally starts the show. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't do it this time, so it just kept playing it. So we're like, what what are we supposed to press? So then people are telling us press click on the flag and switch it to the the American feed. That wouldn't work. So what ended up happening, what you had to click click, was um there's this um there's um other trans um other transmissions or something like something mm-hmm. saying like something like that. It's apparently a link. You link, you click on it, and 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 this little thing would um would pop up that said um SD, HD, or um 3D mm-hmm. video. You click on one of those, and then the video would work. Oh, I was like, my God! Actually, the person that figured it out was uh Rob Rob what, Viper. What, what, wouldn't have blown your mind if if finally you pushed one of those buttons and you heard a voice go, "Blog Talk Radio." <laughs> That would or, <laughs> that used to be so Fla- slam and stand. Yeah, back. yeah. So um. So finally, I got it to work mid uh, battle royale, which I heard was really bad. Battle royales usually just you know it's and it's worse because now it's like they're 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 not as ex- they don't have stars, right? So it's funny. Like the only thing I was interested in was to find out who was the the surprise luchador, and then it it ended up being Argenis, which you know he's already a triple A guy, so it wasn't that surprising. Yeah, what a surprise! Yeah, so then um that 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 part of that match it was for the copa um triple mania mm-hmm. and that ma- that was that part was bad it ended up being um daga and australian suicide and they had a good five minute match and first thing i thought was <coughs> those five minutes were way better than anything <laughs> on the, the last year's triple it's mania it's almost like why not just have have some scenario where they wound up having a singles match yeah so um, of a silly australian suicide ended up winning and um, daga destroyed the copa the mm-hmm. cup he destroyed it, beat down Australian suicide. I think they're going to set up something. I think they're having a. I think they're having something happen later this um, in October, for um, their next show. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but um, we were all shocked because La Parca didn't win. That's uh-huh. usually one of his things where he wins. But that ma- that match was a um, was pretty skippable. Uh, the next one was um, Averno Chessmen versus the Apache Sisters. Oh, how was with um, Gran Apache as the special uh-huh. ref. It was very bloody. They um, they actually had um, the women juice too. Yeah, the women yeah. Were, were the one that ju- no, um, Fabi was the one that juiced. Wow. Uh, she got hit by a light tube or something and and bled. Grand Apache had to get involved and help his his daughters. Mm-hmm. 
but it ended up um, Ricky Marvin did a run in to help um, to help Averno and Chessman, and they just beat the beat, beat, they did a beat down on the entire Apache family. Wow. Uh, Ricky Marvin, they had um, I think they had new shirts with the letters OGT, which um, was standing for Ojete. Mm-hmm. Which oh, is ojete? ojete? I think it's a it's slang for like assholes oh. <laughs> in Spanish, which I thought was kind of. Are cool. they gonna come uh, come here to LA to meet the LA fuckers? <laughs> the, the LA fuckers versus the the triple A assholes. That's right. <laughs> and then we gotta get a culero team. Yes, yes, too. culeros. It's the the Mexico City culero. <laughs> yeah, um, that match I didn't really. It didn't do much for me. It wasn't that. It was the, you know, it's yeah. funny because you've seen the Apache sisters when they worked with the traumas. We even brought. I think we brought this up on one of the on one of the shows where we previewed, where we were talking about Triple Mania, um, and that was a really good match. But this one was more like the, the Averno and Chessman beating down. Um, wow. They did do a couple of dives, but it was mostly Averno and Chessman beating them wow. down. And, what a waste of uh, yeah. the Apache yeah, sisters. Was, you know, it's Triple A. You know, some know it some is. of the stuff. Just, just I think they're such. I think they're such awesome workers. Those. Yeah. Then the, after that, they had a a, a four way tag match for the AAA World Tag Team Titles. It was um, Aerostar and Drago won the titles, which was surprising. Mm-hmm. That is surprising. Yeah, they beat um, they beat Jack Evans and Angelico. Um, Garza Jr. sub for Phoenix, and he teamed with Ihod Fantasma. And Matt Cross teamed with Paul London. Paul London looked pretty good in that match. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, I thought that might that I think that might have been the best match on the on the entire card. Um, we even talked about that with Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb said that he thought that was yes, the best match yes. on the card. Um, I don't know if you saw the entire show. <laughs> I, you know, I was wondering. I was wondering while we were talking right. about Triple Mania with him. I was wondering if he heard the commentary and all that stuff. But I, yeah, did, I just didn't want to bring it up. I was like, I don't want to bring it up. We're, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the mood that we were having. <laughs> Like, we're having a great time talking to him. So it's like I didn't want to talk. Well, Paul London's one of those guys who I think. Is, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't seen him in a long time, but it always seems like he's a, a good worker. But uh, it's I, just I, weird. Yeah, I heard, his, <laughs> I heard he has an attitude. Not weird in a bad way, just weird. I just think he, he just has really weird ideas and stuff. It's yeah, not, I, I've never I, heard of. Yeah, I, well, because I remember hearing him interview. I don't think he has a bad attitude. He just has likes having a good time. It's more that's more of his weirdness. That's where yeah, I Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. Uh, it's, uh, no, but, I, but I, I, I remember him talking about his time in WWE, and uh, I mean, assuming he was telling as it, as it was, it sounds like he was trying to make calls that somebody who's new in an organization shouldn't be trying to make. Yeah. Just, that was just my impression, maybe. Yeah, the, the big thing in this match was also that um, Phoenix no-showed, and he later, I think the next day, he... he um, Maybe the next day or a couple of days later, he um, he sent out a message via Twitter that um, the reason he wasn't in Triple Mania, they didn't even mention him mm-hmm. that he wasn't there. Um, they said the reason he said the reason he wasn't there was it was out of his hands, <laughs> like what? out of his hands. It wasn't him. He basically he said this in, in English in his first video in English. He said it was out of his control, out of his hands. Um, Is that intimating that he was pulled from the show or fired or? No, so then in Spanish, he said that he um, he was ready for that match. Mm-hmm. He was ready for it, but he I guess they just decided not to book him. Because he's, he's now in San Diego, so oh. I wonder if they didn't want to pay to fly him in. Although they flew in, like, so many people. Yeah, that show. seems odd. Yeah, there's there's more to it to that. Um, yeah, um, he was replaced by Gar- Garza Jr. That was kind of like one of those things where I thought he was all right, but him and... <laughs> 
they they called um him and Fa hijo de fantasma los regios um los regios los chocolate los regios chocolates or Chocolate something like that. With that was regio. regio is um uh guy people from monterey that's so what they're called Re oh. the yeah because um yeah. Hijo Fantasma, because he's dark skin, he calls himself right, right. El Chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Chocolate. I think you've seen it on Twitter. Well, and also, and also every every uh, yeah, because every dark every skin, every cinnamon skin or Afro American restaurant on Luchador, uh, African American, dark skin. Yeah. Um, so then I was listening to Conan's podcast, mm -hmm. and um, the guy who d does the show with him is the guy who does TV. Um, mm -hmm. Who's from Monterey, Aldo Farias, and he was saying like. He's like I don't. He's like I don't like the name. He's like and also Hijo Fantasma. He's not from Monterey. How could they be the Regios, <laughs> Regios the Chocolate Regios or whatever the fuck they were calling? It was, I thought it was a corny name. I, right. I don't know why would you want to call yourself that. Um, but the match was good. Um, I thought the only thing I kind of I, I would nitpick it. There were points where it just felt like they were just doing move after move after move. Mm -hmm. But the finish to the match was really good. I liked the the finish. Um, after that, they had Johnny Mundo versus Pentagon Jr. for the AAA Latin American title, and uh, Johnny Mundo won. Pentagon Jr. was accompanied by Tayo Valkyrie and um, Joe Leader. Mm -hmm. Johnny Mundo was accompanied by Hernandez. Hernandez was the was one of the guys in the battle in the Copa Triple Mania. Um, it was weird because I I think everybody who was watching this mm -hmm. made the comment that Taya. Well, you don't watch Lucha Underground, so you didn't. I, but I think you've, you might have you might have heard of um, Johnny Mundo's sidekick yes. in, um, in Lucha Underground is um, Taya Valkyrie. Yes. Well, you I've said it a few times on the show. So. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, I was. Although heard I haven't it. watched it. Yeah, yet. you've heard it enough from yeah. from other from myself and other people that Dave Meltzer's written mm -hmm. and all that. Um, so we all brought brought up how how weird it was that she was with um, Pentagon Junior and not. Johnny Mundo. So what happens? Very early in the match, she starts arguing with Joe Leader, and oh, no so way. everybody's like, "Oh, she's already." It's a tell. Like you could tell she's going to turn, mm -hmm. and sure enough, she turned and helped Johnny Mundo win the title from Pentagon Junior. The match was okay. I didn't really like. I, I think they could have had a much better match, but I don't know. It kind of seemed like a lot of these guys weren't really as into the some of the stuff that they were doing. It's I. I mean, just from what you and other people have told me, it sounds like morale is just not. It just seemed weird. It just seemed weird. Like it, it, it didn't general. seem it didn't seem as strong as you would expect. And you know, we talked about that too with um, certain people. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, what was I going to say about this match? I was trying to remember because there was something else that happened <laughs> in that match. But uh, yeah, they, it, they basically turned on Pentagon Junior. Taya got a lot of heat from um, people on Twitter. No way. <laughs> I, it was funny because I think leave it to Twitter, not the not just the, I, I think Instagram ah. too. I I don't know social media in general where it just seemed weird because um, Conan um, had uh, brought up how he had just talked to Hijo Fan, um, Santo for um, in Tijuana, mm -hmm. and they were having um, this discussion over. I don't remember if I brought this up in the in the podcast where um, Conan had said, um, "Oh, Hijo Santo asked Conan." He, about his podcast that he had heard he he was doing a podcast where he was breaking kayfabe mm -hmm. and um, he, um Conan reacted with like what do you think fans don't know it's um think it's real or something <laughs> and so um so then Hijo, Fantas, um, Hijo Santo said um yeah I think some of some people do think it's like they don't know it's a work you know <laughs> and 
I kind of agree with Santo more than Conan because a lot of people like we go to lucha shows. There's people who don't really understand the well, they the don't whole concept. Understand the whole... it, but in Mexico, there's a lot of like if you hear it's weird. Like you know what it is. I think a lot of people want it done in in their way. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like their vision of what they want wrestling to be. Well, actually, actually, I think it's more that than yeah. actually thinking it's. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they think it's like a real contest because I think they want their guys to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's more that. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I think I think they suspend their disbelief. You want? Why are you going to sh- to the show? Do you want to just see guys do moves? No, you want to see. It's like when you go to the movies. You want to see a story that has an outcome. Like, even if you go to yeah. PWG that's known for, like, all this high-flying, all this wrestling stuff, they still have stuff that those fans still are going to react to something that they don't expect. Or they, they want to still believe that there's, like, you know, there's still some sort of, um, there's still, oh, some, yes, there's still yes. some magic behind the whole, you know. When still... I was a little kid, I started watching when I was 10. Yeah. And you don't have to watch for very long to see the pattern of a match. You know, here in L.A., it looked like a jobber would be on the verge of winning, and then he'd get KO'd. Yeah. And it didn't take long to see that pattern. And my my other family members say, that's all fake. And in my childhood mind, to say it's fake was to equivocate it with being something bad. And that's what I'm saying. So like- I say, no, it's not fake. And, yeah, you 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 want to watch your movie and... Yeah, you want to see this, and and that's how it is with any promotion. I yeah. mean, even even if you go to like a, a PWG or a Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. or a New Japan, you still don't want to know who's going to win. You want to that's that's going to be the what you want. That's your that's that's what excites you about going to see the match. You know, you want to see the match, but then you're shocked. That, you're shocked at the conclusion of who wins or who loses. And you know? that was the only thing I didn't like about this year with the anniversary show about having to wait two days. Uh, is I did find the outcome. Of, yeah. Of the, where these last two years, I loved. Yeah, because it was like going to a live show, like you're exactly. actually watching it exactly. as it happened. And I loved not knowing. Yeah, I love saying I'm pretty certain, you know, he's going to go over, but I'm not 100. percent And they, they played it well at all these anniversaries. So, so somewhere along, somewhere around this period segment, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't remember if it was <laughs> before or after. I think it might have been before the Pentagon Junior. Um, they decide to do a Hall of Fame, um, a AAA Hall of Fame inductee, and so they induct Love Machine Art Bar. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody there to talk about them, which I can understand. Like somebody right. said, well, they're all dead. I go, well, Vampiro kind of Vampiro knows them. Um, unfortunately, Conan isn't there, yes. but I think I think Rey Mysterio's there. Hey, I'm sure Rey Mysterio was around him plenty of. Uh, in fact, in fact, I mean, in fact, ask Dan Dan Farron. Uh, Dan Farron went to a lucha show in Compton uh-huh. uh, where Rey Mysterio was making an, like, an appearance. This was, and this was just like the week after Art Bar died. Uh-huh. Like just uh, maybe even less than a week. Yeah. And uh, they announced his death to the crowd and the Compton crowd, you know, the word had not spread yet. It was that soon after. And when uh, Dan said when they announced it, the whole audience just you heard this like gasp yeah and just this shock and then they said they did a 10 count and uh he could tell you better than i but but he said mysterio was very uh showed a lot of emotion like i think i think even like not just bowed his head but actually got on his knees and yeah but i, but I think I, and, 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 he, and he was even telling dan that day like 
like that guy was just such a great and that's what and that's what i'm saying like like they think i think people were thinking conan and the guys who died that were part of the gringos locos which i understand but then you have ray mysterio you had nicho was there yeah. Nicho would know who I mean even just from second hand just from They're being peers. around him They're yeah peers. Peers. why not have would have said Vampiro really knew I mean Vampiro yeah. did know Art Bar because he was one of the guys who talked about it <clears throat> uh, so I thought maybe they could or even like just a wrestler could have said his influence was uh, Love Machine Art Bar but no they didn't have anything so they showed a video of Art Bar like clips of, of mm-hmm. what he was like I, I don't think fans knew who he was because you know they're a lot of the that fans was, that was what like, 24 years yeah ago? so it's like years ago. so like because wrestling always changed there's a bunch of years where fans just come and go and stuff like that so then um that joaquin roldan is about to finish that segment and um jesus Zuniga says well um hold on joaquin we have something more to do so they start playing a video and they announce joaquin roldan was entering the triple a hall of fame <laughs> <laughs> and so marcella pena and dorian roldan come out and um, they both, they're they're both there, and the fans just fucking start whistling. And no when, way! When the fan, when when Lucha fans start whistling, it's it's, it's cause, bad. yeah, because it's them calling yes. you on the bullshit. And so everybody, so then what I wrote, what I wrote is like I, I think I I can't remember what I I wrote. I wrote like this little on the next Lucha Lucha Boom, Conan reacts to Joaquin Roldan in the uh, uh, entering I the Triple Hall of Fame, actually, and sure enough, he just talked like he's like, "No, mom is way." Oh my god! My <laughs> I was just god. laughing. Oh, that's hysterical. But it's it's their Hall of Fame. They could do whatever they want. It's like it's like WWE. Well, they kudos could, to the yeah. fans for calling bullshit. Yeah, on yeah. Them. So it's like it just. I thought, man, that's just that's just stupid. But um, hey, well, when we start Holt Street Wrestling, that's the first one we're yes. going to do. Put ourselves in the hall. Yeah, the of fame. hall of fame before the first match ever even starts. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and now, and, and and we'll have some. We'll have like wrestlers come out, read notes, <laughs> the stuff we've written for them to say about us. <laughs> <laughs> you you have affluenza. You have affluenza. Oh, oh influence my career. <laughs> I was just laughing at that segment. Um, so um, they had the Lucha Underground Special Trios match. Which was um, Dragon Azteca Jr., Prince Puma, Rey Mysterio Jr. beating um, Marty the Moth, Matanza Cueto, and Mil Muertes. Um, so before this match, they bring out Vampiro. <laughs> Vampiro goes in to introduce the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. The heels are already in the ring. These are guys that the fans do not know who they are. Like, I think other than Rey Mysterio, I don't think the fans in Mexico, because the guys, these guys, our no- Lucha Underground doesn't air in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think I think there are some fans who kind of get it through, you know, Ill- streaming or- illegal means, yeah. you know, yeah, streaming or or online some form. Um, but the fans who are there, they don't really know. So they have all these three guys. So as Vampiro's talking, you see Dragon Azteca Jr. and Prince Puma walking to the ring. They get no introduction. Rey Mysterio is the only one that gets introduced. So it's like <laughs> it, 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 it looked really bad. So um, at that point. I was watching the Spanish broadcast. Mm-hmm. So as this match is going on, I could tell you guys the Spanish side of things. For, on the Spanish broadcast, they, in, they Matanza, they referred to as Jeff Cobb. <laughs> they brought up his... They uh, said he was Jeff. Jeff Cobb. They start talking about all this stuff. They talk about um, um, Dragon Azteca Jr. as Ray Horace. Then they mention Prince Puma. I think they might have mentioned Pr- Prince Puma as Ricochet. Oh, funny. They don't mention uh, Mil Muertes as... Who who right. Mil, as who Mil, Mil Muertes is, so then 
match is pretty good. I think that match is one of those matches you have to watch the second time because the, annou- the announcing was so bad. This was the Spanish announcing. Now, the people listening, watching the show in English, they got Matt Stryker and Vampiro. <laughs> one of the worst announcing jobs I have ever heard. First of all, Vampiro decides to talk about... Um, he talks about Prince Puma having had a match with um, Will. Um, remember the Osprey? Will, Will Ospreay? Yeah. He calls him Will Ospreay. <laughs> they bring in this little kid. Vampiro starts talking to this little kid in, in ringside. Then he... I don't know what he wants to talk... Oh, he asked the kid well, who is his favorite wrestler. The little kid doesn't know what to say. So he's like... He's, he calls him a pussy. And I'm like, dude, seriously, are you are you fucking kidding? What? Matt, uh, Matt Stryker starts talking about poli- like politics. I guess he's a Trump guy or something. Holy shit! And then he starts ah. shitting, he starts talking shit about like people on on Twitter, and it's like, dude, are you serious? This is like the most tacky thing. I mean, I was gonna say, is he? Oh, is is he? Is he doing commentary for a wrestling show or is he doing his own podcast? It it was horrible. Wow, it was horrible. I mean, I don't I don't know what those two dudes were doing, and it was really bad. I that's the only segment I heard of them doing the uh, the entire time and I just thought it was I think not only was it horrible it looked bad for Lucha Underground and I, I hope Lucha Underground never brings that up again <laughs> yeah I mean you could you know what's even worse it shows you how unprofessional they are where they did that with AAA mm-hmm. where you see what how controlled I mean in Lucha Underground it must tell you how much control those guys have where they tell them not to act like clowns because they don't sound anything as bad. As oh, it just it just it just shows you how how unprofessional those two guys are. I mean, I would never hire them. Wow. I mean, that's how bad they were, and I, I it just that's it was amazing. horrible. That's amazing. And I I, pers- I don't like Vampiro personally. I don't mind. I've 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 heard I've heard stories. Yeah, I've I've, I've known people, and you've mm-hmm. known him. You've yep. known him. I mean, you. Know. I mean, I haven't really known him. I yeah. know people who know him. I've met him a few times. Yeah. Um, you know, he's and, just somebody I just wouldn't want to be around. Yeah, he's, he would not be my first yeah, so, choice of people to hang with. And then you add the whole announcing thing. I would not want yeah. him. And, you know, Triple H, he's a... For those who don't know, Vampiro is one of Maricela Pena's favorites. There's two people that the Roldans and the Roldan family is very fond of. One is La Parca and the other one's Vampiro. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no secret. Vampiro is always... Vampiro is always going to have a place as long as he doesn't fuck up. He's always going to have a place right. with AAA, so... And, you know, I, 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 I got his appeal when he was actually new to the business. Yeah, yeah. This season. I mean, his... his. I just think, I just think it's so unprofessional. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I think it's unprofessional. And, you know, and people, I don't get... I, I, I mean, since I don't watch AAA and I haven't watched Lucha Underground... Well, Lucha Underground, that's a controlled atmosphere, but with AAA... Is he over with the fans? Is he? Well, he's Vampiro. They've known him, so yeah, yeah. It's... But you know, some people's presence goes. Grows yeah, but and some become legends. It doesn't matter. He's over with yeah. Maricela Pena and yeah. the Rodon family. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the that's the important thing. It's like it doesn't no, matter. No, he has a job. He has yeah. a job. I'm just curious what his appeal is. Yeah. Like how the how the 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 lay people react. To yeah. Him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. Because I, I remember, I mean, it was it was unreal. I mean, you know, Physico and uh, Greg Regalado being, they were actually... I don't know. I, Mexico. I, I don't really know if those guys who, during that match watched mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. watched that segment of the Triple M, but I'm pretty sure they would have been embarrassed to, like, be in that match with that oh. announcing because it didn't put them over. It just made them look like... It just it was mm. horrible. Um, 
following match was um, the three-way match. Tejano Jr. retained over Dr. Wagner Jr. and Brian Cage. I thought it was okay, but I think I would have preferred it as a singles match, mm-hmm. Tejano Jr. versus Cage, or I don't know. It just it it, it I thought that kind of lo- it, it kind of lost some of it when it, they added Dr. Wagner Jr. to the match. I wasn't as excited. I was that wasn't as it wasn't as good as I thought it would have been. Um, I'm trying to think what else they. Um, oh, after the match, they had Team Trump attack Tejano Jr. and Messias came out. As part of Team Trump, uh-huh. so the Spanish announce team was like, "How did Mil Muertes? How did how did, Mes- how did Messias get here? They totally ca- um, they protected. It's it just tells you these guys know more or less what's going on, but they don't give a fuck because uh, wow, they and, and you know if you ask Conan, that was one of the things he always had a problem with the the, the Spanish announcers because they don't give a fuck. They do whatever they want, and that's what they were doing with the uh, with um Mil Mort- when they when Messias came out. They're like, "When how did he? When did he get here?" And it's like, dude. <laughs> You guys, you guys just buried on Jeff Cobb and all these other guys <laughs> revealing who they are. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I find myself. If anybody, if there's any mockumentary fans out there, this makes me wish that Fred Willard spoke Spanish. Because if you ever see <laughs> would have he would have been better as an announcer. Yeah, on this thing. yeah, he would have actually made it. Yeah, it would have been funny. You know? Yeah. Um, so they had a couple of the. I'm just trying to remember this match because it was it wasn't there wasn't really that much to the match, mm-hmm. and I think the, the the main event overshadowed it because there was a lot more going on. Um, the main event was um, the Master versus Hair match. Psycho Clown beat Pagano. It was a long match, lots of weapons. It was funny because there were lost po- Pagano. Oh, there was a lot of points where Pagano was setting up the the weapons, mm-hmm. the tables, the chairs, the the thumbtacks, mm-hmm. basically just for him to end up falling into it. <laughs> but it's like. It was a lot better than you would have like expected, but it, I, I think it was because the psycho clown more. Or? No, you know what it was. The the crowd was really into it, mm-hmm. so I think the crowd kind of made the match. It raised the it raised the match a little bit, but I don't think it was as good as the Pagano trauma one match in um, that I watched oh, the previous okay. year, because I don't think psycho clown is trauma one. He's not at the level of trauma mm-hmm. one, but it was actually. I mean, they had they had a uh, psycho clown's ba- uh, kid uh, uh, son was at the show. So they kept zooming in on the son, uh-huh. who is half Casas. Yeah. As you don't, you know, you know that, right? He's half Casas. Casas and Alvarado. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. But he's I know that. he's half Casas, half half Alvarado. So when uh, he gets into wrestling, there's, there's, he's going to be like the. He better be itself. a super worker. Uh, they had um. It was funny because they had um, p- um, the other members of the Fronteriza, mm-hmm. Damian Six Six Six, and and Nicho, who had. Made a mi- miraculous recovery from his finger his, injury. His bleeding finger? <laughs> from his bleeding finger from our interview. <laughs> I, it just dawned on me. I think we missed something. I didn't what even, bring, it, I didn't even we... bring that up I, while, while I was watching. I was like, oh my god, he's recovered from his finger yeah, injury. Instead of, instead of us saying, hey, your finger's bleeding, what, 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 what do you think he would have done if, if we just looked like an astonishment and said, Stigmata! Stigmata! <laughs> you are a messenger from God. Yeah, so they ran out to help um, Pagano. So then Dr. Wagner Jr. ran out. Oh, it's funny because during that other match, Dr. Wagner Jr. disappeared to, not to help Tejano Jr. So it's like, okay, I just thought it was weird. <laughs> so then Dr. Wagner Jr. came out to help Psycho Clown against um, Pagano's guys, Nicho and Damien. <laughs> so um, Wagner ends up turning on Psycho Clown. But Psycho Clown still was able to get the win over um, Pagano. So after the match, 
Um, actually, he beat Pagano throwing him through a flaming table. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing behind the whole uh, flaming table thing, a bunch of um, independent promoters from, um, and wrestlers from Mexico who like doing death matches mm-hmm. were very upset that the commission allowed that to happen. When they don't allow it to they happen the other- at the smaller yeah. venues and smaller, mm-hmm. grimier ven- venues, whereas this is a big venue where I don't think I don't think they would be too pleased about wrestlers being thrown into like the crowd and stuff because they were being thrown into the crowd and and right. doing like this like you know hardcore stuff. And um, so the match ended with um, Pagano going through a flaming table. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Wagner Jr. then challenges Psycho Clown to a mask versus mask match for the next Triple Mania. So now that's everybody's everybody's pr- trying to figure out if that match is really going to happen. Half the people think that it's going to happen. Conan is one of the people who thinks it's going to happen because he thinks um, Dorian's been hounding um, Dr. Wagner Jr. for so long to drop his mask for the last five years that he thinks right. he, he finally... Maybe he's finally... But isn't he famous for just backing Yes, out? for the mask. and No, yeah, yeah, for backing out and stuff. It's been going on with La Park, L.A. Park for like the longest time. And with Connect before that too, so it's like, yeah. and right of the hell he's going too. So it's like, so I think it's been going on since. <clears throat> I'm thinking 2004, really, right, right, like 2004. Oh, easily, easily. I, I, because that's I, the first time they had the, the well, four way match. And isn't Fishman another one who's famous for years, promising he was going to drop? And he dropped just... it though. He dropped it like late in his career though. He finally did drop it. Yes. I've seen him bald, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's dropped it. Here, I'll look it up. Like, no, I just don't. I, it's, it's weird. I just don't remember. I remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember multiple it. stories of Fishman saying he's going to drop, uh, drop his mask. You know, people are listening to this and they're like, "Fredo, you have it on video." <laughs> you probably do. You probably do. Like you have it and on the video. And the way my memory has been, I can tell you, I, I can lack of sleep too. So lack of sleep, and I can tell you all the angles I saw in the '70s. I can tell you what month and year they took place in, but. Whatever happened last week, I don't know. I also know, I've also heard many stories about Fishman. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, because it's happened for a while, so. Well, he's also also one of those wrestlers who's famous for uh, backing out of shows just for the hell of it, too. um, There he is. I'll tell you. Looking, looking, looking. Looking, looking. Scrolling down, scrolling down. Is this Lucha Wiki? No, I actually went on Wiki on the Wiki page. Oh, okay. Both are really cool sites. Yeah. Yeah, I dropped it so, too. So get into the fever. Mascara Sagrada. I think I even watched that. Yeah, it's on the it's on the Guerra de. Well, okay. It's on one of those cheap IP, um, cheap pay per views. Okay. Here, I'll tell you. Maybe I heard. Oh, Gwas. <laughs> oh God. What? Gwas Global Wrestling All Stars. When? No, that when? was in two thousand. Wow. Yeah, you're I really. I have no memory. I have yeah. absolutely no memory of it. Maybe I just assumed like. Oh yeah, he says he's gonna drop it again, and yeah, he dropped it to a uh, Mascara wow. Sagrada. I remember because Ali Park was in that match too. La Parca, Shuel Guerrero. Yeah, I have that. Okay, well, I'll put, I'll show it to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, August twenty eighth, two thousand. Okay, okay, yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. So there, Fishman isn't like I said. Isn't like well, but yeah, he lasted a long time doing that, but um. Yeah, Dr. Wagner Jr. is probably more prevailing just because he's been doing it for since 2004. And it's so... Ever since he started doing it, it's been so common among wrestlers, uh, luchadors in Mexico to mm-hmm. constantly have mass challenges all the time. So, And you know, if you, yeah. don't, if you eventually you don't deliver, your mystique's going to just... Come. Yeah, so that's... And it's even become a running joke with um, L.A. Park and um, Rush 
in their feud mm-hmm. where Rush will bring up, I'm not Dr. Wagner Jr. I'm not going to, I'm not going to back it. I'm not going to run away from you. Yeah. So, so yeah, overall I thought, I thought Triple Mania was a lot better than the last year, but the announcing was really bad. Yeah. Now, some now, of the, some of the little things that they did were really like, just like for a promotion that wants to be a big time, mm-hmm. just like, like not, not introducing all the Lucha Underground guys I thought was really bad. Um, just because I just think it's, and they even brought up it's our it's our American um, partner, mm. and it was it just seemed like oh here they are because I mean, Lucha Underground they even Vampiro and everybody's like that's the hot promotion and all this stuff and it's like they didn't really introduce them. It's, it's weird. It's like, yeah, here's Mel Martes, here's Matanza. Now discounting comparing it to the disaster that was last year's Triple Mania, like just on a show on its own, where would you? Where do you think it stands? Was it passable? Was it okay? Was it... Did it suck? Was it that was good? Okay. Yeah. I'd say okay. It wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Like, if you missed it, it wasn't. I think the only... The, really, the only matches... Definitely go out of your way to watch the... Well, I mean, the the trios match, if you just put it in mute... <laughs> you, it, it was actually pretty good. Um, and the four-way tag match was good. Mm-hmm. I think those two matches... So, it was... It, yeah, it was okay. Good. Cool. I would say good. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the eighty third anniversary CMLL. Don't you want to do the interview first? Let's I do the mean. interview first. That was what yeah. we we should we interviewed we did went to the UIPW show on Saturday. Yes, and we were disappointed because Teddy Hart wasn't there. He showed up late. He showed up late. He but was injured. Could not sadly. Rest. What's the cat's name? I forgot. Cat. Mr. Money. Mr. Money was Mr. not there. Money. Mr. Money was not there. Yeah, there was no cat there. So we bummed. were we were pretty bummed. We kind of were. We kind of. I think when we didn't see Teddy Hart there, we kind of gave up on uh, doing interviews. We were going to give up on doing interviews. But we wound up getting several really good. Yeah, and interviews. we we actually we also talked to Jeff Cobb, who was really cool. A very nice guy. Yeah, really and, nice. And not just a nice guy, a very interesting yeah, guy. To very talk talented to. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up getting interviews with. Um, Psychosis mm-hmm. Ripper and CMLL um, that'll be up on the site I think probably later this week maybe in the weekend uh, we talked to Ronnie Mendoza yes that should be up I'm hoping to have that up before Friday because <laughs> he, he broke he broke the Liga, the Lucha Elite news to me during the interview because I didn't check my I don't check my I, I can't check online so he told me that it just happened <laughs> and I was like because yes. I, I, I think when we stopped doing the interview I was telling him I'll I'll post it. I'll post the interview after that happens, so he doesn't look bad, mm-hmm. so he doesn't get in trouble. No, and cool. then he told me, no. Then he told me, no. It's already been reported, so it's fine. He's like, oh, okay. So I'll just add it. I'll just do whatever I want. He's like, that's fine. And um, then you interviewed Mariah Moreno. Mariah Moreno was really good singer back again. Yeah, back and in then California. we got an interview with um, Thunder Rosa, and we should thank um, her husband because he overheard me saying that. <laughs> Uh, we were talking um, to Roger um, Fanda Lucha, and he was he were he was telling us where we he he was wondering where Roger, we went. Roger, Roger, the wombat. Yes. So uh, he was wondering, and I was telling him, and I go, and I said, "Yeah, we're going to try to get an interview, see if we could get an interview with." Um, I said with her, and um, I thought they didn't hear me, and I heard him say, uh, her husband say, "Oh, um, I think they want to do an interview with you." And she's like, "Who's who wants an interview with me?" And I was like. And have you? I was like, have we ever encountered a wrestler who is that accommodating, where they overhear? Yeah, yeah, somebody? that was very. Well, you know the thing. We've been very fortunate. Almost everybody we've asked to do interviews, they've been very willing to do it. Yeah, we've had really yeah. 
good experiences. With and she was great. I mean, I wish we could have done a little longer well, in interview. Fact, that's something I, I think it went long. I think it went 11 minutes long. So it, I, it definitely, I actually, but I think we could have gone at least another 30 minutes because her, 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 her story, story is was, a very interesting, yeah. very unique story, which you'll hear in a minute. But, uh, you know, before you hear the interview, we hope to interview her again in the future sometimes because it would, we weren't prepared for what yes, uh, yes. an interesting. No, story I actually wrote down like stuff I wanted to ask her, and I did ask her the stuff about stardom. Yeah, I want to know um, more though. I mean, asked her about going really... to Mexico, how she got into wrestling, mm-hmm. which actually she has an interesting story behind. It's like so, how she got into it and stuff like that. So, so without further ado, here is Thunder Rosa. English or Spanish? English? That way I don't have to write it? Yeah. Up. Yep, exactly. Awesome. You, already have you guys are so nice. Yes, <laughs> you guys are so nice. Uh, this is Lucha World with um, Thunder Rosa, also known as Cobra Moon from Lucha Underground. Um, how are you doing? I am really tired. <laughs> you just had a match to, earlier today. Yeah, but, um, but it, we've been up since 8 in the morning. Oh, really? What yes. were you? I, I, we went to the gym, and then I was oh, just okay. running errands. Oh, I thought you were wrestling earlier. I was like, no, I wish I was. <laughs> uh, so, um... You've been wrestling for how long have you been wrestling? I started in uh, November. I think it was October. It was October, or November. October 2014. Really? That was my debut. Yeah, like the end of October. Because you got you got into stardom rather early, didn't you? Like. Yeah, like. Uh, how did that know, come about? Um, cheer little Melissa invited me to go. There was a. They were starting the. You whole, started out where in um in California. It's in San Francisco, California. San Francisco. That's my training. Yeah. My original training. And then you got to start them through. How was that? How was that experience with? It was really up? intense because it was, I was thrown into a fire like very early yeah. in my career, and I don't think you never think you're ready even when yeah. you are, but I think it really opened my mind and opened my everything about you know wrestling like about Japanese wrestling about American and lucha libre. Um, and then you got to work in Mexico around that time, like right after, wasn't it? No, it was actually... Before that? The year after, the in year October, after. Um, I bought myself a ticket to Mexico. I was like, I'm going to go to Mexico and get really? booked over there cool. and train there. And I'm like, let's do this. And then because of, you know, being in Japan, I met a, a promoter through Starfire. And, like, I got five bookings up when I was there. Wow. And I got to train there, too. And at the same time, I started flying back to L.A. to do Lucha Underground. That was Which, a, the same time? Yeah, oh, that really? was the same wow. time, so it was, it was really blessed. Uh, was that Lucha Underground, was that when you, um, that stardom show when you were They actually started me time? there, yeah. Yeah, we were at that show, that's yes. what. Oh, you guys yeah, were? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw Eric Van Wagen and talking to you, and I looked at him and I go, I go, I think she's going to get signed. Mm-hmm. How do you guys knew? I was like, yeah, I knew. I, knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I kept it quiet, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, so that was when they got, when they... They, they... They approached me and they asked me if I was, if I knew about Lucha Underground. I was like, oh yeah, I used to watch Lucha Underground when I was in Japan. You know, we like falling yeah. over the show. We were falling over there. It's like, yeah, well, you know, like we're interested in like carrying some. Uh, was women. was there was there interest in your look as? Um, as no, Thunder I think Rosa? they were interested in my. They already had the character. For they had the character, and they were interested in what I brought to the ring when okay. they saw me there. And it was more um, DJ, you know, Chris yeah. and Joseph. He's the one, the very first one who approached me and. Mm-hmm. He started talking to me and I didn't really know who he was. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, what's up? Really? You know, like, <laughs> and then later on, my, my husband was like, do you know who you were talking to? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> and I was like, this dude, he has some, you know, he's, he's a big dude. And I'm like, you know, you should know. And um, and it just happened, you know, they, yeah. they gave me the opportunity to give me Cobra Moon and they allow me to like interpret it as, you know, with what they thought and yeah. also with my flavor. And I think with in season three, 
it comes to show, you know, how she is and like uh-huh. the things that she can do, you know, because you guys didn't see that in yeah, the Yeah, because right of now, the show. right now, as of season two, your um, Cobra Moon is kind of trying to get Daga to fall for her, and that's mm-hmm. he's playing hard to get. Yes. Which. No, season yes. three is like a completely different oh, character. Okay. You guys will And it's have actually to see. starting in about three days, I think. Yeah, and Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys saw like the previews and yeah. the, the, the stuff, like she is in a lot of it, yeah. and then she's a really big part of the story. Yeah. How excited are you about that? Like the whole being part of Lucha Underground, considering you just started in 2014. Honestly, it's like a different platform for me because, mm-hmm. like, you, yes, you guys got to see here, I wrestle here, over there, and like, it's different. I get to act, and I get to be yeah. part of like a like a big movie. You yeah. know, and I, I love it. Yeah, it's like soap opera, Mexican soap opera. Plus, a whole new. They're trying something new, which hasn't been done in a long time. Like yes. Something unique. Does that like uh, does that uh, give you an opportunity to like maybe learn more about like in the ring? You know, like it, it yes. gives you a little more time to like yes, just develop uh, your. It might develop her as a character, develop myself. You know, my timings. Yeah. I'm, I'm really new. I'm you're, you're, I know that's that's what I was yeah. I was telling him because when you were wrestling in um, in Stardom, Eric Van Wagenen asked me like, who would you recommend from Stardom? And I was like, I think I mentioned everybody else, and I couldn't remember like some of the other people because they're so new. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't. This is the first time I've seen Thunder Rosa. You looked. I mean, your look is great. That's the one thing I would have said. Like your look looks mm-hmm. like the the. I dig the Dia de los Muertos look, mm-hmm. and I thought that I thought just on that they should have signed you, <laughs> and I thought that was great. But I, they didn't give you that character, so. No. But I mean, that just for somebody who's so so new, yeah. To get that opportunity, I mean, that's yeah. That's I'm, I'm working with veterans. People have been in the business yeah. for 25, 30 years, yeah. you know. And when you yeah, I was gonna ask you. You said you were based out of San Francisco. Yes. Is that where you? First uh, I first trained in yeah, Pacifica, California, in a uh, hybrid of APW. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, so like oh, yeah. our basics are very strong, you know, and our coaches were very hard Who on us. Who did you train with? I trained with uh, Dylan Drake and um, Matt Carlos. They oh, okay. used to be part of the old APW, mm-hmm. so they are the my original trainers. Mm-hmm. And then from there on, it was just like if I was in Mexico, whoever was in Mexico. Yeah. You know. Who did you train with in Mexico? Um, let's see, Doctor Cerebro. Wow. I trained with him. Oh, wow. I had a couple classes. With, I have one class with Skyde. I'm tra- currently training Lucha, Lucha Libre at a, a Pro Wrestling Revolution in San Jose with Vaquero Fantasma, who okay. who trained in you know, in Mexico and CMLL. Yeah. He's been CMLL Triple A. So I'm really like embracing Lucha yeah. Libre. As part of my. Were you a big fan of um, wrestling when you were growing no. up, or no? no what, <laughs> really? What got you, what got like, you to it? My husband. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I didn't so, want to be a wrestler at all. Like that was not my goal in life. Wow. How funny! What got you to take, uh, take why, a leap? And what? You know, I was a like a rebellious thing for my yeah. parents. My parents never allowed me to do sports. Yeah. I wanted to do soccer, and they were like, "No, it's looking too much. You're gonna broke. You're gonna break a leg." And then I was like, "Guess what? I'm gonna be a wrestler." <laughs> Screw you, you know. I save you from the world. Huh? Yeah, and yeah. now, like, my dad at first was like, you're crazy. My mom was like, you're going to die. Now my mom has accepted it, and my dad is, like, yeah. super proud. He goes to my shows, especially yeah. in L.A. He sits there like a little kid, you know. I had a D- no-DQ match with Holly Dad in San Diego. Yeah. He was there. He was having a blast when I was, like, hitting her in the head with a with the broomstick uh, <laughs> and like getting kicked in the face yeah. I was like that was such a cool match you had, had so much fun I was like oh my god you're crazy like <laughs> wow I mean that's that's <clears throat> that's even more impressive that you weren't even a fan no I wasn't so you and you just caught on to it what, what was it that just 
it was I just fell in love with what you can do yeah. inside and outside wow. you know it's like the connection that you can create yeah. with people is there anything specifically you were watching when you got into it? We were watching a lot of indies in the, in, yeah. in Oakland. Um, I started uh, we started attending Hood Slam, uh-huh. and it was a very different. It's a very different, you know, show. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's alternative. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I got very into it. We used to go all the time, and then we went to APW, and yeah. I was like, Fuck. you know, think it kind of? I think I think it kind of helps you that you're not as. You didn't grow up watching like the divas and all that no, stuff. No, no, no. So I, I think that kind of makes you your own self, you know, like a, an individual. Absolutely. You're, yeah, you're I think not... um, in many ways, I try not to follow patterns yeah. and I not to follow certain rules because I feel that as, as a person and, and, and working in, in a, you know, I used to be a, a counselor, you know, wow. and I had my career and everything before I became a full-time wrestler. That you can still do a lot of things, you know, but you don't have to like follow the uh, cookie cutter pattern. Yeah. And that's been my, the story of my life, you yeah. know. And I, I don't see any difference with wrestling. Yeah. You know, and, and living, and I'm, this is maybe I'm going on a tangent, but living. <laughs> it's okay. Living, <laughs> we do that all the time. Living in the United <laughs> States, also, it's uh. like you can create your own map to get to yeah. your to your destination. Yeah. It's not like you have to take the street and turn right. Now you can go straight yeah. and then turn right. You know, and that's what is happening with my career in wrestling. It's like I don't have to wait 15 years. I or I did not have to wait 15 yeah. years to get an opportunity that came to me. And that can only happen in the United States. Yeah. If I would have been in Mexico, I would have been knocking and knocking were you and knocking in, the doors. Were you born in Mexico? I was born and raised yeah, in Mexico. Yeah. You know, I came here when I was 17 years old. Oh, really? Yes, I came here. And considering how short a time yeah. in wrestling, even Rarely do so many things happen for somebody getting into business this quickly. Yeah, but it's it's. I I believe in in destiny, and I believe that God puts you in this earth for a reason. And the reason for for me, the reason was to touch people's lives. And if it's in the ring or outside the ring, that's what it was for me. You know, and I already did it outside the ring when I was doing counseling with people that had mental health problems and at risk youth. And now I'm doing it in the ring with girls that are like seeing me as a, a role model. Yeah. Women my age that see me as a role model to follow their dreams. Because I'm older than a lot of the girls that get in the ring. You know, like they start when they're 14, 16. Yeah. I started when I was 27. I was like yeah. a late bloomer. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, jump. you're still young. Don't. I'm learning how to jump. I'm learning how to roll. Yeah. I'm learning how to do all these things. While yeah. all these girls been doing it for years. Yeah. So I have a lot to catch up. You know, and yeah. I want to be. I always say that my goal is to be the best, you know, and whatever time I have in in this business. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for the interview. Any, anything else for the listeners? Well, well you guys should be looking um, at what... Where can they follow you on social media? They can follow video, me on social media. media. And my website is unstoppabletr.com. Uh, my website, again, is unstoppabletr.com. Twitter is uh, thunderosa 22 Instagram is Thunderosa22. Facebook is at Thunderosa2. Yes. And um, you can find all my merchandise there or just hit me up, send me a message. I answer within like five minutes. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's one thing that I like about wrestling is like you get to like interact with so many people from so many different parts of the world. And when I see them in person, it's like such an amazing experience yeah. more than getting in the ring sometimes like it's just, <laughs> I see them I see their faces and I see how happy that I yeah. just to be around me like yeah. that really makes me feel special yeah. that's what I want to tell to the world like because of you guys I'm in the place that I am right now because you guys love what Thunder Rosa can do in your life or like if I make I make you smile when you're seeing my live feed or when I say hi or when I say hey have a nice day and I send you a message it's like 
that's what makes me very happy. They need you to move the car. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the interview's over because you need to move the car. So, a huge thank you to Thunder Rosa. Really fascinating, interesting woman. And uh, upcoming, October 7th in West Covina, California. Covina. Covina. It's Covina and there's West Covina. Oh, I didn't know there was just... You didn't know that? Seriously. Wow, really? Everybody is. Everybody I know always says West Covina. I've never heard anybody There's say. West Covina and Covina, California. Okay. Wow. I want to check out the zip West code. Covina is close to La Puente, and then there's Covina before that. Okay. There's Covina, then West Covina, and then... Um, Where's East Covina? East Covina? Yeah, that's a good one. That, that's, a, that's an interesting you know, one. Why is there a West Covina? I know, that's what I've always... <laughs> that's what I thought when I first got here. I was like, why is there a West Covina? And, uh, you know, like, like when you get your um, street address, it's East and West. It's like... So, yeah. uh, that's October... <laughs> you're, like, you're like, now you're stumped. Yeah. October 7th, though. Covina. Yeah. Sabotage Wrestling, a woman's show. Also on the show will be Hudson NV, who is back in action after uh, being laid up with injuries. Uh, Kari Hojo is going to be there. Um, who else? Taya Valkyrie. Very cool. Yeah. And then on the 24th, she's on the AWS has a show. Ladies Night number two. Ah. Thunder Rosa's facing Lefisto from Canada. You're like who's Clefisto? Yes, yeah, she's uh, she's been around for a long time. She worked, she's been in the I've U.S., Canada, and she's in Lucha. she's been in Lucha. Yeah, she worked in AAA. Yeah, I've time. probably seen her not do. Yeah, and they also name. have um, Hudson Envy versus Nicole Savoy. So there's that. that yeah. that's a pretty good looking card too. Yeah, I hope. Oh, and she's also um, she's also wrestling um, Lady Apache in uh, for Pro now, Wrestling Revolution. That I would love. I think to it's see. this weekend too. I would love to see that. Yeah, that should be a good one. Lady Apache's been around all over the place, though. She rocks. Yeah. She rules. She uh, Next time we see her, we could ask her uh, to give us an update on La- Lady Apache's, uh, who she married to now in <laughs> wrestling. I don't know. If she's, I don't think she would want to ask. I don't think you... I think I'm the only person who would dare ask somebody it, it, that. Yeah, it'd, it'd be the... I, I'm if, dumb, you, if you asked it, it would work. If I I'm dumb it, enough to ask that sort of stuff, you know, yeah. like like oblivious, because I don't really care. Like, I'd be dumb I, enough I, to ask it, and then she'd slap me. Yeah. But yeah, because I mean, Lady Apache's been married to Grand Apache, Brasso de Oro, mm-hmm. I think, Electroshock. I have no idea. There's got to be because like, she's the mother of these other people and all these other. I can't. Yeah. I can't even remember. <laughs> Stepmother of all these. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Um, well, uh, anniversary show. CML eighty third anniversary. Now, show. Uh, unlike the AAA show. I think it was the easiest time I ever ordered a pay-per-view. Really? Well, you know... I went on YouTube and it's it like, press this button. Yes, yes. <laughs> all I did was I had to look for help because I wanted to make sure what they what the options were to purchase it. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that they accepted PayPal, I was like, oh, fine, perfect. Um, also, the Triple Mania show cost 23 bucks. CML House show was two ninety nine. I mean, who, yes. what are they thinking? I mean, I don't know, like... I. It's I, like it's like you, I I wanna I wanna like tell them that they don't have to like go from one step. It's like they go from step from step A to step Z, where it's like you don't have to undercut yourself on price. I mean, you could have. I think they could have made it nine ninety nine, and people would have ordered it anyway. Ordered it? Yes, two ninety nine. I mean, me, what, me, are they making this money? Was like, this was like 
ordering Little Caesars pizza, but getting like a real designer pizza from Biology or one of those places. I would have paid two ninety nine just for the Dragon Lee La Mascara match. Yes, I probably would have paid an extra two ninety nine for the for the trios the match. The trios match was, amazing. and then I probably would have I would have I would have demanded my money for the rest of the. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I no, I have to say, I have to say, as uh, far as the main event, if I'm just comparing it to the last two anniversary shows. Um, well, before we get to that, we should talk about how it was supposed to be on at eight a.m. Mexico time. Yes, on the Saturday, it wasn't. It wasn't going to air live. They were going to put it on video on demand, which I actually think works better. Video yeah. on demand because what and what I loved about it being on YouTube is that if you have slow internet, you could mm-hmm. you could lower the video quality. And it works perfectly fine for you. And I gotta tell you, mine went off without a glitch. Yeah, I, I finally, you know, I've, I'm finally and in even the people modern with, era where I watch it on a, a big screen TV. And, and even it, even people with fast internet when it's streaming live would always have issues. Yes. So it was like it wasn't just oh it's your internet. It's no, it's everybody would have issues because it was stream when it was streaming live. So I actually preferred it as a VOD. I liked having it. Well, I personally think that they should have both options, live and mm-hmm. VOD. So then, like, if somebody doesn't have time to watch it, they could watch it later. Which I think, I don't know why they didn't do that. And also, it would have saved them the trouble of what happened the following day on Saturday. Yes. They were supposed to put it at 8 a.m. Mexico time, which I think is, from what I understood, some of the guys woke up like at 5 or 6 in the morning. I think that's the time that that, I think it's 6 a.m. Central time. And you're grumpy enough at that hour. Yeah, yeah. So so they complained about it. (laughs) I didn't complain about it. Here's what happened. When I looked for it, I see um, Mark Cole um, was the one that told us that it wasn't Mm -hmm. up. Wasn't working, so then I look at his tweet, Twitter I, account, his tweet, and I'm like, "Oh, that sucks." I woke up this early because I wanted to watch the show. The next tweet I see um, is um, Lucha Blog, and he tweets out that um, it's only two ninety nine. So I, I couldn't go back to sleep because at two ninety nine, I love deals. I'm not gonna go back to sleep. I'm excited about two ninety nine. Yeah. I'm still two ninety nine. Are we out of your mind? <laughs> yes. So then. So then I'm like, I'm like, that's amazing. So I stayed up to see maybe they'll fix it while I'm awake. So it, it would, it would, it would, it wasn't going on. So I assumed it must have been it being YouTube. There must have been a music um, issue. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it was the two um, dance mu- dance routines that were removed. Oh. And somehow I think they might have sent them to the. I think someone someone sent them to the Cups fan. So he posted them. Oh no way. Yeah. So now I can finally I can I can have a complete review of the anniversary show because I actually watched the two dance routines. I'm assuming you did not watch that. I did that. not watch the dance. So routines. I, I did not see any evidence. So I actually watched the entire anniversary show and you didn't. <sighs> damn. And I will say that I didn't really you always have the one up yes. on me. Damn it. I want to say that the first dance. Um, there was a guy who was who had one of those. Um, he had the sombra like beard. Yes. And he was dancing, and I thought, my God, I almost imagine WWE is going to do that to poor Sombra. Do a gimmick of him dancing, like a Fandango type of gimmick. I would not be shocked. That was my first reaction to the first dance routine. The second one, they had these two guys who were dressed like in, um, they were covered like in silver like outfits with just their face sticking out. And I thought they looked like the Ding Dongs. <laughs> so, so I was like, these guys look like the Ding Dongs. I, I couldn't, and the women were, had afros. I think you saw that when they... I saw the afros. Yeah, yes. but, but you didn't understand the context. You're like, why are they no, wearing No, 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 I saw brief, brief, you know, brief dancing, but not... On yeah, you didn't, yeah, because they, the they edited show, yeah. it all out, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, so the show itself, I think it came up on Sunday, right? Yes, it did. I yeah. watched it Sunday afternoon. I started watching it right Did you watch it Monday? 
You watched it Monday. I saw it Monday, a Labor Day. I think it was Sunday, yeah. but I watched it Sunday. I think was when I saw it. Why yeah. We... Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We we. Yeah, because you told me on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. La- Labor Day, I had the yeah. day off. That's why I got confused with Sunday. But, yeah. Uh, I. Yeah, I gotta say, I loved the main event. Uh, and while okay, just comparing the last two anniversary shows, you know, I I like the Atlantis. Uh, Somber match, I think, was my favorite of these past few years. Yeah. But as far as the card from start to finish, I think I enjoyed this one more. Um, I like the. I think. I think there. I think. I can't remember which one. I would have to remember, look back and see which ones I like. Prefer. I. I. I don't think I like this card more than the. I, I got. Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't. There hasn't been an. I, I can't. I can't. Like, if you ask me, like, to name like the last four, I. I would probably be like. But I kind of think I, well, and I, am, I think and, I think this one I didn't think was as good as some of the other ones just because some of the earlier portions of the card didn't have they didn't really have any of the younger guys on the show they went more with veterans and then the women also I I like, and the women's match is always like I think the women's match I think at some point they got to add someone new to the to this crew they do, but I did like this match it feels like they really. So I guess we should start with the the, the, the <laughs> Yes. Um, I, I, Emma Pola Dallas and Zuxis beat Yuvia, Marcella, and Suhei, Princessa Suhei. Yes. Um, now women's matches, I, you know, I'm a fan of women's wrestling, even if it's not all Japan women or stardom. However, I'm with you in that they put too many of the women with each other, and because very- it's it's so often that they. If you're watching, like I would say, if you watch CML like for the last five years, and you're watching, you maybe you don't watch every show, but maybe you're watching like two, one or two, or even weekly, and it, you're getting the women's match. You've probably watched every combination of the women's match possible, and I think this this kind of this kind of just to and me it felt like one of the one of the better women's matches I would say yeah it wasn't like the, I liked it because it you, wasn't the it wasn't the when you're like oh my god why is this match not ending this was okay this wasn't I, I thought it was okay it wasn't yeah see I, I, I find a lot of the women's matches to be be a, a six woman tag team mess and often because there's nobody really I personally think they gotta dump the three falls for the women because they just, I think, because yeah. because they they got to keep coming up with finishes, and it's like I just don't. Well, see but it. but in addition to that, there's so many times where there's only one veteran like Amapola who can carry. And, and at least on this show, they had more. At least yes, this show they had more. Exactly, and that's why I think one of the reasons I think this match was um, enjoyable. But I, I, you know, again, it's it's not match of the night or anything. But I think they worked their butts off. Uh, I dug Zooks' um, look and Dallas's look. I do too. Dallas, you know... She I, had that big hair. Like, yeah, she had big hair. I dig her presence. You know, it's funny. She looks so much better now. And, you know, we were talking... For people who listen to the uh, Thunder Rosa interview, mm-hmm. she was talking about how she started late in, in the business. Um, Dallas is another person that started late in, um, late in, late in her life as a wrestler because I think she started in her mid to late 30s. I think she started training. That's great. So she's... And she she's improved. She's so I think I think I think I think that's kind of like what you hope happens with the with any woman that or in any wrestler really that they oh, just definitely, definitely. Yeah. especially when you're learning later in life yeah. it's, it's you know it's harder to learn you know the one thing I noticed with her uh, when I watched the smash was 
she seems a little uh, apprehensive when she's doing high spots, when she does attack. Yeah. It looks like she's scared she's going to hurt the other person or something. Yeah. But she works hard, and, and her just entering presence is... Her, her Ruda presence is really cool. I was surprised. She's even more comfortable in... Yeah, as a heel, role. she's a lot better as a Ruda than as, I agree, a, yeah. as, a, as a Technica. But, you know, I think they had her as a Technica because they wanted... She couldn't lead anybody in the match when you first start. I think no, the, that's true. the Rudos usually the... lead the match. and But, I mean, I kind of thought... You you sent me a message dirt while you were watching that um, Yuvia got hurt. She got stretchered out during the match. And, and it was off camera. Yeah, off camera. And you asked me if what, what was the update, and I don't think anybody's like really mentioned so it's what happened. Serious. And then um, my my comment to you. What was my comment to you? So Kurt's worried. He's like, oh, what what's going on? And I, I I wrote maybe it's karma for not honoring her bikini bet <laughs> that she got hurt. Because <laughs> that's how I am. And you I know? do want to say Yuvia, if you're listening. Um, please honor your. Yeah, please honor the bet. <laughs> Even it might be Carmen. I, I don't think it is, but just in case, please do the bikini bet, please. Yeah, please. But I, I thought it was an okay opener. It wasn't anything that. Yeah, nothing to write home yeah. about. But I, I thought, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Second match: Marco Corleone, Maximo Sexy, Duca Junior beat Efesto, Mephisto, and Shocker. The first thing I liked about that match was um, Mephisto's mask. Was really cool. It had. It looked like a. It yes. was like a bull looking like the. The bull with the tusks. Yeah, the tusks. And the spot. Like a where, warhog. Like a warhog. Like a warhog. Yeah. And I love the spot where a Maximo grabs <laughs> his tusks. Yes, oh and wants to kiss them. The crowd was really into. Like very early, they were just yelling um, "beso, beso," yes. for him to kiss um, um, Mephisto, and I, I just thought the crowd was really into that match. So I, I didn't think it was that. I didn't think that it was that great of a match. But the guys worked hard, and they actually had um, the crowd into it. And you know, when you get you, once you get the crowd into yeah. it, you pretty much. And I, I thought they were they were okay. And you they know did. how I am too. I, I don't need it to be a technical match. I think Marco Corleone rocks. I, I, I like his punches yes. when he's just punching guys. Yes, yes, and you know, I have I have a ton of respect for Jim Cornette. Uh, but he's wrong. But, but you're wrong. Wrong. And, and I hope Cornette is pulling a huge work. I know he's not, but yeah. it would it almost disillusions me that how can you say this guy is bad? This guy is awesome. Well, you know, he got a yeah. And if you, to continue, like just to say, like if it was his opinion from being with him while he was in WWE, I could understand if that's his opinion back then. But Marco has gotten so much better. In, oh uh, yes, yes. In, in Lucha Plus, I mean, you got. And I must say, I, I, I did not see him back then. And so I, I, I really, I, re- I did. I saw him in mm-hmm. WWE. I, I, I would say, I think we've even said it on podcast where I think what what happened to Marco was that he got elevated to, brought up too soon, mm-hmm. and really didn't get to develop. Right. Because I mean, I, I thought when I first saw him was when he was doing WCW Saturday Night, doing the basketball character gimmick, mm-hmm. and I actually thought he had some potential, but I thought they rushed him too soon. Because WCW Saturday Night was done, yes. and um, they were losing talent. Remember when that was when they lost Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and all those right. guys, and they needed suddenly. to. And then the the promotion was just falling apart. Panic, panic, and they panic. just brought up these guys. They put them in with these vet and the veterans in WWE. And the veterans is, veterans in WCW were all assholes too. Like they didn't really want to help elevate guys. So oh no, like, no, they loved to brag. Yeah, they so yes, yeah, so, and they never did. You know, is that? Is that when they also brought out all those really horrid gimmicks like the Maestro? And yes, 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 gimmick? yes. 
Whoa. What Maestro was cool, though. Don't be mean to him. Was, no, the Maestro was cool. It's just... He was nice to me at one point. It's funny. <laughs> no, it's funny. I actually communicated with him. It's funny how they, they hyped the gimmick, and then the first match they had him in was with some guy who looked like an... Like it, but it was backyard, very cheesy. Like a backyard wrestler yes. with a hockey mask or something on. I can't remember what... But, but the guy beats the Maestro in the first match, and it's like, what? Russo had these really stupid ideas. Yeah, guys. he certainly did. Yeah. And that's something I do agree with Cornette yeah. on. Yeah, so... Um, I, d- I dug the spear that Shocker did on Marco when he was going to do the, the st- where he just speared him through the middle rope. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, the one where was that the one where Stuk was about to make Mar- like Marco was on the ra- was going to run on the ramp and sh- um, Shocker caught him in the in spear. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. But the oh, oh, I guess the spot I was thinking was when uh, when Corley. I wish Shocker would lose weight though. I really I know, do. I know. It's just sad. Like he's very cool, but yeah. I mean, he's effective, but because he could still the he, possibilities. Yeah, if he was like twenty, thirty pounds lighter, he yeah. would be so much. He right now he'd probably be getting bookings in the U in other places. Although I've heard some bad things about him as he's a. He, although he may he may have changed, but he was very unreliable back in the day. Oh God, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was. Uh, I mean, he 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 was well. He's like a Mister Neable at the yeah. time. But yeah, um, the spot I liked is the fall where the faces went over. Where Stuka makes like he's about to, um, uh, oh, you Stuka. mean why am I saying Stuka? Oh, I'm, t- no, it is I'm Stuka, I'm, yeah, Stuka makes like he's about to do the moon salt, so yeah, and he stands in the middle on the yeah, rope. and yeah. then Maximo, uh, Maximo just goes tope. between his legs at Tope, yeah, and then Shocker does the body press on, uh, and then Stuka Jr. does the does the, moon. the, the moon salt on Nef- yeah. Nefisto, I think, yeah, that yeah. was a, I, I really enjoyed that match, yeah. After that was the hair match. Oh, yes. Ray Bucanero <laughs> being super crazy. Now, that match, it, the first two falls, waste of time. 30 seconds each fall. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what... Anybody who hates two out of three fall matches, that's what they're going to point at. That one match, because that, those type of matches. And I agree with them. You know, that's my one beef with uh, the Apoestas matches. Is, and they do it often, too. They do it often. Especially in CMLL. And I think it would make it a lot more interesting if... They did a longer fall, and yeah. like they 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 mixed it up. Like maybe have a long first fall, then maybe the the third fall suddenly becomes like the the short or the second fall. Keep the second fall short because the heel would win quick. Yes, and then have the third fall like be a little longer. In fact, and this wasn't. Yes, this... we remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Yes. <laughs> famous. Atlantis yes. versus Emilio Charlie. People are all like, "Dude, Fredo, you gotta, you don't be cold." <laughs> no, I bring this up because everybody made me fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, it was the anniversary show with Ryo de Jalisco versus Cien Caras. Yeah, which of course was the main event, but uh, one of the co-main events was Emilio Charles putting his title up against Atlantis. Atlantis, and they had a really good, you know, true fall. You know, they each wrestler took a fall really good solid work and then the third fall uh charlie just runs at atlantis uh you know m- you know misses a a, a tope uh, attempt uh charges him and he gets caught in atlantis back yeah, the, the maybe Atlantia. 20 seconds yeah and all the newsletter fans says oh that really sucked the third fall was nothing i'm saying that third fall got the most amazing pop. Well, to me, and it was exciting. He, it, it if was. If you're gonna have two, three falls in a match, 
you should be like boxing, like boxing MMA, where not every fall, like the the final fall, shouldn't have to automatically be like thirty minutes long. That could be the short match exactly. fall. But they're running the same type of match where the first fall is short, the second fall is short, and the third fall is long. Exactly. Everybody's doing that when they should be doing it. Like they should mix it up. Maybe mm-hmm. have the first fall short, second fall maybe ten fifteen minutes, then maybe the third fall like cut it down from thirty minutes to fifteen or twenty minutes. You know. In fact, I think it would be. Interesting since it is so predictable. I right should start now. booking. I should start promoting shows and like doing show, stuff like totally. that. Totally, <laughs> we're there. Whole yeah, yeah. Whole street, whole street, whole street wrestling. But but you know, like on the next voice or so, I th- I think it'd be effective if they went through the motions like they were going to do a quick first fall and have uh, one of the wrestlers. But do they're not going to do it. I, they won't. They, they won't. won't do it. It's so weird. They won't do it. Like you tell them this stuff, and they have a reason why they do it, and it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like it's, it's they're in that bubble where they're like what they're doing. And it's funny. I think rest. I I mean I'd have to really you know pick up my mind, and, but I I think wrestling has always had that. Well, it's like I said. Remember when I said I was ten years old? Yeah. Even though I was a kid, and I suspended my disbelief, I could tell when the babyface jobber was making the comeback. I could tell when that comeback yeah. was in and how he was going to get beat yeah. most of the time. But you still watched it. You, you know, still watched it. But yeah. but at the same time, you're thinking, oh, I wonder why they did the same formula. Yeah. Maybe because it works. I don't know. So the <laughs> third fall basically was super crazy killing himself. Yeah. He did a moonsault. I think he did a moonsault off the announcer's yes. um, booth or whatever that thing is. Then he did a moonsault off the, off the stage. That guy was doing a bunch of shit all over the place. And Ray Bucanero did two of the worst Canadian mm-hmm. destroyers I have ever seen. This move has done so much in every in every single, I mean, every show. Like, I, you can watch every wrestling show, and there's going to be Canadian Destroyer, most likely. But this guy did him so bad. I mean, he should never do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's so sad because, I mean, you look at what Ray Bucanero used to be, and now it's like, I didn't think, I, I, I kind of thought he was... The only thing that saved that match was that the crowd was like really they loved loud, it. loud yeah, for they it. Were re- but it this was like crowd was amazing. Yeah, I loved. This and they crowd. had a good crowd. They had a big crowd. I mean, everybody thought that they were going to draw for Dragon Lee versus La Mascara. Remember that everybody was saying, "Oh, they're not going to draw for that." And it's like, yeah. And people complained. The reason they were complaining is because they thought, "Oh, they're going to gift, they're going to gift the win to Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. La Mascara or La Mascara. They're going to gift it to Dragon." Um, it's so funny because La Mascara gets that too. But everybody was rooting for La Mascara over Dragon Lee, which. I have no idea how... I did not want Dragon I have, Lee. Yeah, I have no idea how you could pick La Mascara over Dragon my, Lee. My inner fan... Uh, okay, my inner fan, just... I, I dig Dragon Lee, and I wanted to keep that mask. Yeah. He's cool. Uh, and then just as somebody who digs wrestling in general, and I think we talked about this on the last podcast, I thought the best thing that could ever happen to La Mascara is losing his mascara. Yeah, but we're still talking about the other stuff. We're talking Yeah, we'll go ahead attendance. on that. The attendance. Yeah. You, you didn't want to talk about No, the no, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah. No, the attendance. This is yeah. what I, makes me so so happy is I thought... I, I will be honest. I did not think it was going to draw the way it drew. But I, I am so happy it did because I... Uh, Dragon Lee... I we, think we, he, we, we've been wanting him pushed for a long time. Well, he's been pushed... He's been pushed from the beginning. He's, he's been I pushed. Like this though. No, he's I been. Mean, oh, he's been pushed pretty well. He's been pushed pretty well, but no, he's been pushed really well. Like as a guy who's gotten pushed, he's the one guy who's done. Who's got? I mean, he had a mass match with Kamatachi early on in his career. He's, he's had a mass match, but to put it in. No, he's the main... been pushed. He's been pushed okay, really well. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what 
how many main event anniversary main events you were wanting him to have. It's only been wrestling for two years. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, 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 he's been pushed really well as a guy. No, he's pushed. I'm not saying he hasn't been pushed well, but um, how do I put it? Whatever you're gonna put it, I'm gonna say he's been done. No, 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 been you're, and really you're probably well. right. You, you yeah, know, you follow it. I don't think I don't think there's I, do. I don't think there's anybody like if you were gonna talk about those four guys who were in, in Busca de Only mm-hmm. Ilolo. He's from the very moment that that thing started. The mm-hmm. moment he had that really great match with, I think, the Panther. Mm-hmm. He's been elevated like crazy. The other three guys, they've kind of Barbara Carvernaro's kind of gotten pushed up mm-hmm. and down and. But he's not getting the level push that Dragon Lee is. Oh, God, no, yeah. But um, he's still kind of a main event level guy. The guys who've kind of gotten screwed, as had she said, on the Panther, to the point where the Panther basically, I think the Panther, they got to do something with that guy because I think he's going to start trending down because mm-hmm. he's doing so much with the same group of guys that are mid-card guys. He's going to, like, he's not going to, he's not going to be able to improve. And as she said, I mean, as she said, basically he's making his reputation on the independent scene. He's not really CML. He's probably been the worst. He's been the I, worst. I would say, I would say. And she said, I should be a main event about guy. Somebody they missed the boat on. Yes. Especially his whole new getup. I guess. What, I guess what I'm saying is not just Dragon Lee himself, but Dragon Lee, Mascara. I did not picture that being. Yeah, uh, a big yeah. draw. And. But you did picture Ray Bucanero super crazy drawing. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, no, no, that would that would have been my fear is that they're going to have the cage of death or whatever. Yeah, have yeah. To be the last two participants. I thought. No, I, and then here's here's the other thing I like. I I, I love the main event with uh, um, you know, it's it's fun seeing somebody pushed who's not this big giant ripped guy. Yeah, I mean. Because the one thing it's, it's cool. About- it's cool to see that CML still has the the light lighter weight still as a as as part of their big picture. You know exactly because I think for because you think oh what happens with Nero Casas and those guys oh exactly exactly but they they have Dragon Lee they did they they did some stuff with Mascara Dorada but they never gave him that big push and now he's pretty much gone um, yes and I'm and, and they I'm, did a lot with Caristico I mean yeah Mystico. and I'm jazzed that this worked one. I'm yeah, we gotta get back to their stuff because you're going okay. out of order. Great, I am. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm jazzed about the attendance. Yeah, I'm so, surprised and I'm jazzed. Yeah, so then Atlantis, Caristico, Mascara Dorado beat La Peste Negra. What'd you think of that match? I loved it. Yeah. I always love it. I, I will love La Peste Negra no matter what. I, do, I thought I mean, Mascara Dorado looked great and it kind of saddens me that he's leaving. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird. It's weird. I'm confused because he kind of... Although now he's starting to mention more Grand Metallic. And in his tweets... He'll add Grand Metallic, El Joven Maravilla Grand Metallic. <laughs> so I think he, and they already announced that he's going to be on um, on Raw. He's one of the guys who's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be Grand Metallic, Akira Tozawa, and Jack Gallagher. So yeah, and, um, and, 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 and you know what? I still enjoy Felino even though he's not what he was. Yeah, I, and I, you could tell he's not what he was. Like yeah, he's the one. Um, oh, Mascara Dorada did that shooting star press on the parrot, which really upset me. Oh, and I, yeah. I, I even, I, I even tweeted. I even sent, I sent Mascara Dorada a tweet telling time. Very bad of you to do that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure he didn't give a fuck, you know. But I just like doing that. And Costas, I was. I don't interact. I don't like interact with the wrestlers online that much, other than privately if they contact me. But it's like, it's like, but it's just, bad to, just yeah, bad just Dorada. Dorada. I, like I think that. the only times I've ever con- like, I think Volador Jr. The one time, I, like before we started interviewing him. Was that one time I told him never to hurt um, Kuihe? <laughs> Mihe. I, I was like, don't, don't hurt Mihe. What are I you doing, you bastard? That. 
And uh, Negro Costa seemed in his element. Um, he still looks great. Like he, like he missed all this time. And, I think, and here's the thing: is, is, is I was. I'm guessing he was recovering from all those injuries, and probably he probably needed some time off to. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was wondering if we were going to see just dancing Negro Casas. Yeah. Uh, but he still was good. No, he was great. Well. He was great. It's, it's, it's it, you know. And you know, it's weird because every time people start talking about, oh, it's kind of. Nero Casa seems like he's no longer, he's he's not going to be like he used to be, and he gives you another performance. Because yeah, exactly. remember before the Volador Junior match from earlier in the mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. everybody was saying like, "Oh, I think Nero Casas he's starting to show his age," and it's like, guys, you're not going to go a hundred mm-hmm. in every single match, especially because they're televising every single or showing it online. And that's that's why I still say he's the single greatest wrestler I've ever seen. He knows how to pace himself. He he doesn't wreck his body for every single match Atlantis is still like yes yes. I'm just glad like they didn't do like Atlantis having a bunch of singles matches because that's really when it kind of like because it's like uh, it kind of kills the momentum for him because he's still fine in trios matches and he could still have a couple good singles matches as long as it's not like the same repetitive one Mm -hmm. but it's like I I prefer him not being like the yeah, focus. Yeah, because every almost, year I don't like him being. It could the focus. make it be like the Atlantis show. Yeah. Rather than... Although I do want to see him like headline one. Like I do think they should use him as an Undertaker type of character. Oh, like, I think they'll do yeah. it. Yeah. So I, hopefully, I, yeah. Something I would have rather seen him versus Super Crazy than <laughs> Ray Booker versus Super there Crazy. There you go. Although no, that Super Super Crazy already lost his hair, which I know, but still, yeah, yeah like instead, like had they <laughs> yeah. done that. You know what they would have should have done? Um, Super Crazy was feuding with the Casas family. Mm-hmm. Remember, he took Felino's hair. I thought they should have done oh, Super Crazy cool. versus Puma or Tiger. You know that would have been perfectly fine. That would have been huge. Um, after that, not after that match. Anything else you thoughts on the trios match? Pesta Nerga versus. Um, you don't have anything besides the. No, I. I... Mascara Dorada doing a bunch of great dives and stuff. <laughs> well, Barbara Cover. Oh, Barbara Cover Nario did his. Um, he not only did his worm, he did his body press. And he did the plancha off the... He did the... Pl- yeah, that's right. <laughs> the plancha off the... And, and I... He's gonna hurt his knees. Well, well another thing is, is if you look closely at it... it okay, this is weird, because this... When, when I was taught long, long time ago, I remember the first time I ever did a drop kick, and this was Dr. Jerry Graham, yells at me like, what the hell are you doing? You're gonna destroy your knees. And I'm going... What? And because when I did the drop kick, I just landed like flat. On yeah, the yeah. He says, "No, left leg straight, and have your right leg pointing out." And he says, "It takes all the pressure off your knees." Oh wow! And he was right. And I think that's what a lot of guys do when they do those um, plant, those top rope plants. Absolutely, and I noticed Cavernario did it, and yeah. he does it just almost split second, like right before he hits. Yeah, because they don't land like all oh, like flat. Yeah, but I occasionally plus it helps your it it saves your opponent too. Like it does, yeah. yes, absolutely. But sometimes I see guys like I mean, uh, sometimes on indie, no, not bad indie wrestlers. I mean, good indie shows sometimes even. WWE, where I'll see guys land with both knees hitting the ground on certain moves. Yeah, and, yeah I don't know. Maybe, maybe everybody wasn't taught that way. But The trios, CML trios titles. I was surprised um, Sky Team, the team of Mystico, Volador, and Valiente, beat Los Guerreros Laguneros, Euphoria, Grand Guerrero, and Ultimo Guerrero. I wasn't picturing that either. I actually thought they were going to, I thought the Guerreros were going to win. 
I thought so too. I totally thought the way they were like setting it up and how often Volador Jr. and Chris and Mystico have been like at each other. They have not been getting along like oh, on, yeah, on those yeah. interviews. Well, and remember, even before they were together, they were always at each other's throats. They were you know? con- they're constantly yeah. talking shit about like not talking shit, but like even that one in- interview where Mystico was kind of whining. And Bali and Temple Jr. Mm-hmm. just called him out on it, like for being a whiner. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was one of those. Well, and remember in the, when when they had the Incredible Place? Uh... Yeah, and how how often Volador Jr. And, and you're like, man, there's something up with Volador Jr. because yeah. he just beat the shit out of that. Yeah, the the Russian um, Sombra one, right? Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's like it, you just think there's something up with those guys. But the match was really great. I it mean, was I, awesome. I actually thought it was. Damn, I I know this sounds repetitive. Is Volador Jr. like the best wrestler at, at work? Like. Hell yeah. One of the better guys that just work in a really fast match where it's just like he already has the next spot planned. Like the best planned wrestler. You Not know what I mean? Just the best luchador, one of the best wrestlers yeah. today. I think. Yeah. I mean he's he's just a Mystico looks very improved too, like And I'm glad for yeah. him. I mean, my God. <laughs> he looks a lot better. I thought Valiente did Yeah, did a really cool tope in that Va- match. Valiente. Oh he did the the Valiente special. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. I, that never gets old to me. No, how he does he doesn't that, do it as much, but he's he still busts it. When he busts out, I mean, I'm just impressed that man, he can still do it. He makes it look so yeah easy. Yeah, I really like that match. I thought it was one of the better matches. I, I, I it's actually just slightly favored over the main. Believe it. Or really? Right. Wow. Slightly. I, yeah. That's not. Can't enough. believe it. I'm gonna tell um, if we ever see Dragon Lee, I'm gonna tell him that. Okay, I'll be waiting. I'll be under the ring. He's not gonna care because his brother's in the other match, so he's gonna be fine. <laughs> Although he's he he he'd be another guy who'd be upset with Volador Jr. He's another one upset with Volador. Jr. <laughs> uh, main event time: Dragon Lee beat La Mascara. And Your thoughts? I freaking love this match. Match was great. I love this match. I think well, the, I I I want to say I want to say he's not. The participant in this year's match was also a participant in the last year's match. Rush. Yeah. This guy's golden. They had Rush as um, Dragon Lee second, and La Mascara had oh, Shocker as the second. Oh my god. And Rush might have been one of the best. I, I, I said he was probably the best second I've seen besides Nero Casas. Yes. When he does the Embusca, where he's like cheering them on and like. I, I, I call him Gold Rush. This yeah. guy is golden. I mean, man. Usually, I and you know people complain about the interference in the match. And you know what? Usually, I'm the type who doesn't like that, but it kind of works. This because works. It kind of worked because it ended up him turning on his own brother too, like towards the end where it was like. And that look when he shoved him, like after, after the post match was amazing. I thought that was might have been one of the best things. When he yeah, when he shoves Rush away. I mean, Rush. The, when Rush shoves Dragon, and then reunites with um. Mascara. Uh, that one shot of Dragon Lee. He's holding the mask, but he looks so sad. He looks def- like. Aren't Dragon Lee and Rush like the like the two guys who probably get wrestling better than anybody in Mexico? Like I think they might be anybody, the two guys. Anybody. Like just the way they know how to work the 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 crowd, like to sell their storyline and stuff like that. Um, what was great was Rush comes out. Dragon Lee wins with the Phoenix Plax. Mm-hmm. Or the Dragon Driver, whatever you want to call it, which I thought looked really weird because he had to get La Mascara was a lot bigger for him to grab, 
So it looked really weird how he grabbed them, but he was weird, able. But it worked. It worked. He, he was able to get. And it looked. I think. It's, I think it also worked because I think La Mascara did it where he wouldn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Dragon Lee might have done it where he didn't want to hurt him because we we had just talked about the Ray Horace um, injury oh, God, to Dragon yeah. Lee with dra- doing the, taking that move. Um, so he beats him. La Mascara and Mask. Um, Rush comes out and he's talking about um, brotherhood. About how there's a brotherhood and how he's very proud of his brother and how this is one of those um, great moments about... He's just talking about his um, carnalismo, brotherhood and all this stuff. Like, two, three minutes of that. And you're just hearing, man, he's talking about... Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. And sure enough, he shoves Dragon Lee out of the way and goes over and hugs... um, La Mascara, and, and talks about Ingobernables are reunited. Again. Yeah, and and then there's a camera shot of Dragon Lee holding Mascara's mask, and even though he won the mask, he, he looks heartbroken. Yeah, it 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 was awesome. Yeah, it was it was a really good match. My God, uh, Mystico then goes out to uh, celebrate with um, Dragon Lee. The fans start oh, booing, yeah. which I thought was. You know, I think that probably was the wrong idea. Because I, I should have just left it with him. I think Dragon Lee gets cheered mm-hmm. sometimes, but then he also gets booed when he's working against a heel. Because it's so weird, and we even talked about this mm-hmm. with a, the few a few times when we talked to luchadors that come here. It's like I'm I don't get Mexican the internet fans like the the Mexicans not mm-hmm. the because they constantly complain about guys being gifted stuff, and that's what oh, getting getting back to the Conan thing is like it's a work, guys. Somebody's gonna win. Somebody's gonna. If you oh thought, if you thought the right idea was La Mascara winning over Dragon Lee, you obviously have no clue what wrestling is. Yeah, because La Mascara has been around for sixteen years. He's basically plateaued to what he yeah. is. He's not gonna be higher. If he gets, I mean, he's he's basically where he's been, what he's done, yeah. and he looks a lot better without the mask too. I was gonna say, if he does get higher. It's because he lost. He unmasked. Yes. Look at that face. He's that got a heel is the face. Most obnoxious he's, son of a bitch face. He's got a heel face. That's what. Yes. That's, and so, and Dragon Lee is the young, hot, up and coming wrestler. Absolutely. That who represents everything that 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 wrestling is right now, like the the fast paced style and everything. When Dragon Lee shows up in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. American fans are going to fall in love with him. Yep. He's probably going to be an even bigger star than I think. I think if they don't, if if WWE at some point he's going to end up in WWE because everybody like at some point is going to get talked to about this cruiserweight division and stuff like that. He's going to be a lot bigger. He'll be in, a lot bigger for CML at, at some point also. Unless of course uh, this uh, fucks it up and turns him and into. And call some El El Gallo Rojo. El Gallo Rojo, <laughs> the new Red Rooster. Yes, yes. Has some So it's like I actually um, after that they had interviews with them. And they were talking to Dragon Lee, and he was talking about how he was very disappointed in his brother Rush, because <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, I thought we were family. He's yes. like, we're family. He's like, and all this stuff, but it's like, I, I would think he would be prouder about that I won than, um, and and he wouldn't have done what he did to me during that match. And wasn't that little shove so much more effective than if he beat him down? Yeah, and and then um, it looked, and then he um, Dragon Lee says um, he dedicated the match to um. His family, the, mm-hmm. his fans, and he said, um, "I also want to dedicate this match to Volador Jr. because he called me an idiot, and I just proved him wrong." 
awesome. So I thought that's that was awesome. awesome. That's I great. just love how they just remember this stuff. Because it's weird because um, Volador Jr., he, he's one of those guys who likes, I think, one of those guys who likes to just keep it real type mm-hmm. of guys. And I think it's either you're either going to, like, understand what he's like mm-hmm. and accept it or you're going to take it very personal. And I think the the the, the, the family... The Munoz family kind of takes it seriously. Plus, they did it during a, one of those weird CML Informa segments. Did we talk about that CML Informa segment? Which one's that? The one where the entire family, the, the Munoz family was... I don't think we did. I think that did happened we? two weeks ago, no? <laughs> you guys got to look, look... You guys got to read the recap. I think I wrote a recap of the entire Informa, yeah. that episode. And there the was a chance we did talk about it. But then again, I'm Vandal Drummond. Short-term memory there loss. Was, they they just kept talking and talking about everything about the family and stuff like that, about Dragon League's upcoming match, all the stuff. Mystico, they were about to end the show, and Mystico's like, hey, are we done with the show, or can we keep on going? And the announcer is one of those guys who just, eh, lets them do whatever. <laughs> so then they continue. Mystico looks at his father, Pierroth, and tells him, hey, Dad, why don't you tell them what we were like when we were kids? So he starts telling them about ki- them when they were kids. Apparently, Mystico, when he was a kid, um, was very rebellious, like to get into trouble and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know where it happened, where he had a he had a, a problem when he was a teen, where he wanted to kill himself. So Pierrot's solution to um, this problem was to grab a cord, hang it from a rafter in the house, mm-hmm. put it around an. Build, make a noose, mm. put it on Mystico, and actually choke, like, hang him. To show him how it hurts? How it, like, to, to tell him what it felt like to die. So, like, do you really want, so he kept them there for a few seconds, then let him go, and told him, do you still want to die? Holy cow. And he said no. And Mystico said, that brought us closer together. But I'm like, man, that's a real tough love. Fuck. <laughs> So that's I thought, where I could backfire. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think that's where we that's I think that's, that's where we get funny. I think that's where we get why Rush, Dragonland, Mystico are kind of like really, like I th- I th- I think Mystico is one the the one who does a lot of um Mystico was talking about his car uh, motorcycle accident and yes. how his entire family who told him he was crazy to mm-hmm. to ride a motorcycle. He's like, well, I You're guess right they, about yeah. That, yeah. And he's like he's like I guess they were right. And so <laughs> then you hear Dragon Lee how much energy he has and. And rush, yes. and you're like, oh, no wonder these guys are kind of like, like. And then Pierrot's talking about his, um, his, his, um, his divorce. I guess it's a divorce or whatever, because mm-hmm. he was talking about his wife not wow. being there. So it's really weird, but it's like you see these guys, and you kind of understand why it drives them to be like what they yeah, are. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's 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 just this crazy family. It's just weird that Pierrot is such a shitty wrestler. That <laughs> that's the shocker. Yeah, yeah. One of these things but, is not like because all three are. I mean, Mystico is technically the weakest of the three, and he's still like. He's still a very good trios wrestler, and a and against certain the right opponent, he could be carried to a good match now. Yes, but Dragon Lee and Rush are out of this world. So, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, typical CML, Rush does the, the Rush and Mascara do these heel things. First of all, they have Mascara work Dragon Lee on on, Pue- on the Pue- on the Puebla show mm-hmm. for free. That's oh my god, that's LaBelle Land. Yeah, so then they have that, and then they have book Rush. On the technical team, like on on the Friday show, holy sh! Which what? makes like it's at this point they should just have Rush Moscow and especially since they're cognizant, it's been Girl. streamed and people can see it. It's like it just yeah. it's just stupid. Like promoters are weird. Well, I told you about how when when, when 
uh, L.A. was really starting, the LaBelle territory was really starting to go into the shitter. Mm. And it seemed like almost every Friday night the main event was Chavo Guerrero versus Roddy Piper. Yeah. And it got so bad that they said, you know, the Wednesday night shows were live, aired live. And, you know, Jeff Walton was saying... This Friday night, this is it. This is one that's gonna decide, gonna decide it all. This is Piper versus Chavo. Don't miss it. This is your only chance. And then they say, and now we're going to our TV main event. Chavo Guerrero versus Roddy Piper. <laughs> Seriously, and I think I would not be shocked if that would. Ha- I mean, I'm sure that happens with CML all the yeah. time. So. But isn't it funny how you're actually on TV advertising in the same arena? Two nights later, the, the same match that apparently is never gonna. You're never gonna get. Yeah, to see. Yeah, so. yeah. So overall, I thought the anniversary show was was good. I really enjoyed it. A lot. I thought the last two matches were great. God, yeah. So that made it up. That made it up. So it it became. It, it was. I, I think that put it ahead of yeah. uh, whatever Triple Mania. Oh was. God, yeah. And you know me. I don't. I don't crave every match to be a blow away blow away match. I just want it to be competent. Yeah. You know. And Especially when 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 the main event delivers, I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, the fact here. that the trios match was so good, I think that kind of covered the rest of the show. Because the first, the like I said, the the early part, it was just your typical show where I I was enjoying it. It wasn't like other than that, the Ray Bucanero Canadian Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I was. Like, I do. I and, I and I do. Well, I do have to admit, you watch a lot more wrestling than I do these days. So where I'll watch something every other week. Yeah. You know, I have a lot less to compare it to. Yeah. So it's it might look fresher to my eyes too, just because I think if I I think if I was watching wrestling five times a week, yeah, I might get a little more like. Eh, okay. Meanwhile, perhaps the biggest, the best match, stipul mass match of the weekend, might have been Trauma One beating Canis Lupus for ah, his mass. so. And this is online. Mm-hmm. I recommend you guys watch it on YouTube. I, it, there are three, there are yeah IWRG. There are three okay. versions. Okay. Um, there's one that's a handheld version. I watched that. That was the first one that got posted. I watched that. Um, the Cubs fan on his page mm-hmm. posted the 56 minute TV version. 56 minute. Wow. Segment. It's not the entire. It's it, but, it's the match and then the math and then interviews. And okay. So it's a 56 minute. Okay. And then there's the 43 minute, which is I think it might be just the match itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has. But you have to watch the end of it because, first of all, the match was really good. Very mm-hmm. bloody. Um, but at the end, Canis Lupus drops his mask, mm-hmm. hands it over to Trauma One. Canis uh, Lupus then has his, his girlfriend is the one that removes his mask. Canis Lupus then tells his girlfriend to turn around because he has something to tell, ask her. Mm-hmm. She turns around. There is this uh, giant banner asking her if she would like to marry him. No way. The announcer for AM Sports says, "No mames," <laughs> like that. But the way uh, the, the way the, the no mames is uh, no no you're you're fucking kidding me, you know something like that. You you you're fucking kidding me. Oh my god! And then he takes out the ring. He proposes oh to her god. in the ring after, after he is bloody bloody. Him. Oh my have god! Have you his mask? Bloody one of the greatest endings to the match. On the other side, you have the traumas talking. The traumas are just yeah. watching. They interview the traumas, and Trauma One is talking about how um, he wore his um, hijo negro Navarro, um, the negro Navarro gear, mm-hmm. in honor of his father that that and, the, and the misioneros, the the that that outfit, oh, oh, the, the yes, misioneros, yes. The, the skull and the, the traditional the, yeah. one. Yeah, he wore that because he figured if he was gonna become hijo de negro Navarro, 
he wanted to be ready for it. Oh, that is so cool. Uh, Trauma 2 cuts this awesome promo where he's practically crying, saying, telling people, see, so for those of you who think you know what's going on, I think we just proved to you guys that there's still a little bit left in, you know. Like, like there's some magic. There's still there. some magic left. Oh, I love it. Uh, I love but it. they were just awesome. And I thought, and of course, my biggest disappointment was that you will not be Trauma 1. <laughs> that's, that's really the... And I was gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Trauma 2. I'm going to tell Whoa. Trauma 2 after I watched the, after I watched the second version of that. Because I only switched... Because I watched the the, the, the the handheld and then I watched the pieces that I, I yes. missed. And then I watched the finish of it, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell Trauma 2 that Kurt is very sad that he cannot be Trauma 1. So I'm going to suggest he makes you Trauma t- Trauma 3. There you go. Or, or we could get in the ring at uh, an FPW show. And Trauma Two could talk about the importance of brotherhood. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I thought that was I thought that, and he talked about that too. Like because awesome. um, awesome. Trauma One was saying that uh, what people don't know. Um, I think Trauma Two is the older one. I think, I think that's what I can't remember. One of them. I think he might be the older one. But because he, he calls him Chino, that's the because of the curly hair of Chino. That, that, wait, with that term "mame," isn't that no mame's way? Because mommy is not the verb for suck. Yes, because yeah. I told you when mamon is like like yeah. Because when I when I was uh, I think it's like the oh it's when it's like the second year physical and I were were wrestling regularly on the lucha shows uh-huh. and you know so you know at the end uh, uh, end of the evening hasta luego hasta luego shaking hands with everybody in the dressing room and the wrestler Cesar, Cesar Sando Jr. Um, Bun Knight and Pomona just says, Oh, my friend, you always do that. And I'm going, What? He goes, Oh, hasta luego. That's what, like, you know, like the high school teachers tell you to say, That's formal. They, they, guys don't really say that in real life. No. The way you want to say goodbye is say, Te mamo tu verga mañana. <laughs> suck your dick. I'll suck your dick tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what it meant by going, Te, te mamo. And you go, No, Te mamo. And so I'm trying to, and, and I see. Peloto and Mercurio just like biting their lips and just trying and I and I said what yeah, I'd be like what are you telling me <laughs> we should so have when you said that I said yeah yeah but it was just funny because you hear um you as, as he's as he's telling the people to lift up the 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 poster or whatever yes, has, yes. has the has her picture and the, and the announcement the 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 question popping the question um the guy's like no mames and I was just <laughs> I was just laughing. Cause, I hope she said because yes. Conan and those guys that do the podcast boom, they use they said they said that all the time where it's becoming like the this trend, like this. It's a hashtag now, like on Twitter. So it's like oh, that's yeah, funny. No oh, that's way. great. That's great. Yeah, I hope she said yes. Yeah, she did awesome. say yes. Awesome, I love it. Oh, that's that's one of the coolest wedding proposals I've ever heard. Yeah, that sounds like something Doctor Jerry Graham would have done. I just thought it was awesome. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, that's awesome. I, I, I remember. I remember 
Doc said, uh, yeah, I only took my my mom to see me wrestle once, and oh, I had to put her on a plane home. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I'm going, oh, why is that? And, and I said, she just didn't like seeing me get hurt. She goes, oh, yeah, she got a little weirded out, and I, I'm going, go see you take bumps. He goes, oh, no, the finish, I was tied up on the ropes, and I did a temple to temple, and, and blood was pouring all over me, and she broke down crying, and I said, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it it, it was. Oh, I mean, it, cool. it's lucha though. That's kind of something you would. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened in lucha. I'm I sure wouldn't either. I'm I sure either. it's happened in the past too. I, I I'm curious if anybody has like information, like if it's been done in the past. You mean the the, the marriage the marriage proposal? Oh, I bet it after has. they draw, no, but after he lo- a mass match. Oh, I wonder. after losing a mass. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, cause um, I thought it was very original. Like, I love I, it. I'm sure it's been done because there's so many mass matches in, in smaller independent shows and. That it's in territories. Well, well, you know, I, I'm, I, I have this curiosity that will probably never be fulfilled about all the way indies operate in Mexico because, you know, I was always talking about Hathco Plaza how they'd have these unique things that I never saw in yeah. major shows. The like the loser of a hair versus hair match, they wouldn't shave his head all the way bald. They'll shave it but leave little chunks of it. Look. Well, super away. crazy kept like a, a chunk of it. Yes. But then they shaved it in the back. Yeah, and then what they would do for the loser, and sometimes it was a technico, he would have to come back to Hodco Plaza the next week and sell cokes with his bad haircut. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to get rid of the chunks. And I thought that is an awesome. Can you imagine that guy? He's probably wearing a cap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but what, the entire week. The poor guy's at work. working. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, I can't remember if it was hot out at the time. Can you imagine wearing like a, a baseball cap? Yeah. Hundred degrees out. If, if you if worked in an office, can you imagine? What happened to you? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I lost a hair match. <laughs> you lost a yes. what? <laughs> yes, and now I must keep my hair like this for a whole week. <laughs> so the next show, what if they do a monthly show? It'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. I actually thought this was a fun week of Lucha. I mean, we saw Jeff Cobb work a Lucha show. and he That actually, was awesome. We should mention Jeff Cobb. We were talking to Jeff Cobb, and um, he we were talking about, uh, after the match he had with, um, he teamed up with Gallo Tapado Jr. versus... Mm-hmm. Um, Los Luchas. Los Luchas. This was in between because he um he came to LA for the Battle of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and he but he didn't work the Saturday show, so he came to UIPW to work that show. Um, so we were just amused at how great he was with te- like the just the interaction because he was like just confused the entire time. It was awesome because he comes in with this serious collegiate wrestler look. In fact, when I looked at him, when I looked at his hair, oh, he's an Olympian. Yeah, uh, I stand corrected. Yes. Yeah. But. When I looked at him and I looked at his haircut, I thought, wait a minute. You wouldn't think he was that because he's such a nice guy. Like, Oh, he wasn't. Yeah. But I thought if you had that haircut and that burly look and you took away those tights and put those old wool tights at the 1930s wrestlers like the Gus Sonnenbergs, he would have fit in with yeah. that look. But what blew my mind, uh, for those who haven't seen Gallo Tapado Jr., he's like Gallo Tapado Sr. in that he comes in as this... Rooster, not like Terry Taylor, but it is like a comedy yeah, thing yeah. where he's pranking the heels and and goofing on them and and letting these you know. F- well, he was the he was the heel. Yeah, yeah, he was the heel. But that's the yeah. funny part is as I saw a guy with Tapato Senior a lot when you know like in the early eighties. Yeah, and he did the same thing, but it was always in the babyface role. But what was so funny was. Uh, Jeff Cobb played off it beautifully. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to make of this guy. Yeah, and the great thing was when we were talking to him back uh, afterwards, he was saying that um, uh, Gallo Tapado would just tell him, clothesline, 
or do like a certain spot and he didn't understand he didn't know how exactly he thought he was going to get a clothesline you know or out of yeah. that move it's like but you know it, it it like i don't know what he thought but i mean it looked it was great i mean it was very entertaining you know i would have never guessed that right, they were working with luchas too so it's yeah like, yeah it, it helps when you're working with and luchas. and uh india was the ref mm. and uh even though he didn't do that much it's like the chemistry in that yeah, room yeah, yeah. at once was awesome. Very, I mean, it was a good comedy match. Cause even like, and it wasn't just a comedy match where they're just selling to the crowd. They were no, actually no. doing really it was nice. Comedy, it was comedy yeah. because Cayo Tapado was like, he was supposed to be like this tough guy and he would he would tag out so, so Cobb could be the one, the tough guy. And he would run in and like try to get the pin or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. And huh? Cobb took the clean pin yeah. too. You know, it's like... Um, yeah, and, and you had mentioned, man, I wish we... Uh, Interview, interview them. It would have been nice just to turn on the tape. Yeah, but you know, I think yeah. a lot of the stuff we, I think I, I preferred like just talking to him because he was, we were talking so much like just conversation, conversation about wrestling and stuff like that. Laid back, guy. Yeah. very, very laid back. interesting guy. Type. I think, I think it had we like saw, seen him and th- and and been like, oh, Jeff Cobb. Hey, can we do an interview mm-hmm. early on? I think we would have would have been fine. But I think afterwards, once I think once I, I once I um, once we joked about um, we might have been Triple Mania. Mm-hmm. And and we started making jokes about uh, certain stuff in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Not nothing bad. It wasn't anything right, bad. Right. It was it was about some stuff that we can't really talk. Oh, about. Oh, exactly. But it was like it was like I think at that point it was like yeah I don't really think we should do that because it was it was such an easy yeah easy going guy. And I think he would have done it. But he, he was so interesting because I, I I meet so, so many people. It was like it's like yeah I want to be there in WWE. That's my ultimate goal. And, it's interesting how he's more interested in just seeing the world. Like, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. The wrestling's a good way to. He said, "I'd love to wrestle on every continent." Yeah, and just, just. Yeah. I really dug that when he was talking about like when we asked him. So, how'd you like Triple Mania? Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He said the food, the food, the food in Mexico was great. That's right. Yes. Like yes. he didn't even think. Of, and I go, I go, and so I'm like, "What'd you think?" Uh, and I told him, "I thought your match was pretty good." And he's like, "Whoa, thanks." <laughs> he was yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, but like, it was like, but it was like, yeah, you know, I there was some. He's like, he's like, I go, what. I, I asked him, what did you think of um, not being introduced? And I was like, eh, you know, he didn't really, he wasn't really that worked up about it. Yeah. it it's, like, it's funny because I remember the, the first time I ever finally got the nerve to talk to Tony Broco at Colifol or Flower Alley Club. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a journeyman that I had seen when I was a kid. And so I'm starting to just, I finally get the nerve to talk about like his time in Mexico with Rene Guajardo. And he'd briefly say, oh yeah, he was very good. But, but then every place I talked about, where there's Europe or Mexico, he'd say, but it was really uh, like like upsetting because the politics there at the time. Like uh, uh, he was there when there was the massacre of those students in Mexico at the '68 Olympics. Oh. And but then in Europe he's talking about something positive politically happening. And I'm saying, huh, that's interesting. He kind of associates all the places he wrestled with what was going on right. and, and how Jeff Cobb it was oh I like the food here you know yeah. it's, it's it's fascinating to see these other facets yeah I also enjoyed the fact that while you were interviewing Mariah Moreno mm-hmm. I was talking to uh, Ripper Psychosis about um, his snake Kendra <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing like cause, cause I didn't realize yeah that. because we stopped the interview we stopped the interview and then I asked him I asked him I, I go so because he was telling me about the, the about the snakes and he's like I go so that snake you had, that Mija had, that is Kendra? And he's like, yes, it grows. It, it, it grew to be that. And I'm like, really? And then he starts explaining to me about, about uh, pythons and all this stuff. And we're just like talking about pythons. And I didn't think he was going to be very talkative because he had, I mean, dude looks like, 
I think I think he might you look be like a badass. To he looks like, look like a real I think badass to me. L.A. Park and Psychosis Ripper mm-hmm. are probably the two guys that we've met that I thought, man, these guys I would not want to fuck around. Oh god, yeah. First time I ever saw, um, yeah, first time I ever saw uh, La Parka without his mask. Yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, kind of like I've said about Al Marietta. I picture him in the spaghetti western, a showdown with Clint Eastwood, but Clint Eastwood doesn't shoot him. He takes the gun and shoves it up Clint Eastwood's ass. Well, you know, it's weird because every time we do these interviews, um, I think people always want to know, how do you inter- how do you get the interview with the guys? Well, first of all, I speak Spanish, so it yeah, helps. Yeah, that helps but, a um, lot. Yeah. So, but, um, and even, like, sometimes we'll get Carrie from UIPW always yeah. always willing to help. I always want to say a big thank you, Carrie. Too. Yeah, Superboy, too. Like, yes, when, when, absolutely. Although Superboy, when he, when, since he knows I speak Spanish, he just points the person out and tells them, hey... And or tells me, yes, yeah, there he yes, is. You yes, know? that's right. And, and I'll and I know more enough. As long as he says it's okay, then I'll ask. Absolutely, because that that means the person's cool with him. No, yeah. I so, thank people like Carrie and Superboy who like we just don't barge into the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Let's get an interview. We want to. I think we him. end up lasting a little too long backstage too sometimes, but the guys <laughs> don't mind. I think they kind of figure we're part of like the. Some people think we're, we work for for uh, the promotions half sometimes, so it's kind of it, it, it cracks me up sometimes. That is that. funny because because you know, even um, Ronnie Mendoza when we were watching him, like I was watching while you were gone, I was. Mm-hmm seeing him at the merch trying to sell merch and nobody was buying it and I thought man I should just go ask him right there and I mm-hmm. didn't I asked him afterwards because mm-hmm. um, he did an interview with um, with Boyo yes for, I saw um, him right before for Luchas yeah. Luchas 2000 mm-hmm. Luchas Dos Mid and I, I asked him hey can I do an interview and I told him if you want go get ready go get changed mm-hmm. and we, he's like no let's just do it now Yeah. and so like the interview I think went 7 or 8 minutes and then we he kept talking. And then we time, kept talking yeah. for about three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's because he had a lot of interesting stuff, and I, I didn't really want to like, oh, let's talk about your time in DTU and all this stuff. It's like I wanted to know about the cruiserweight classic, right? Um, his his time in Japan, which I found very interesting when he was talking about how how he took a bicycle oh, ride. Oh, that's and right. That yes, stuff. yes. And um, all this other stuff. And now that like, that one you're putting up you're, soon. Soon. That, yeah. I look forward to reading that one. Yeah, and then we started talking about I don't want to give spoilers because you were telling me about Yeah, then we started tell, I started telling him about the so trauma. I don't want to give any spoilers. And then I started telling him about you being one of the traumas because I was ribbing you yeah, about, that's right. about never yes, sending yes. you pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> and then we were talking about Masura Dorada and all this, um, the Cruiserweight classic stuff. So, yeah, he, he was really cool. Thunder Rosa, I, I, I asked her afterwards in Spanish where she, um, where she was from mm-hmm. just to like see what. And when she told me Tijuana, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if she's mentioned in the. I think she might have mentioned in the interview. I think she mentioned that. I should mention. I remember. Well, I remember mentioning that she trained up north of San Francisco yeah, area. Yeah. Well, it's on the in interview w, that, that yeah. people are listening to. While. That, yeah. I don't know why you're still recording. Because it. sometimes I forget what part of a <laughs> yeah. uh, was it's, conversation yes. when we had this. Thing. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm probably not aware that I have this going right yeah. now. Of course, I haven't slept in over 24 hours. Yeah. So it's if if this show sounds weird, it's because Kurt. Didn't sleep for twenty four hours, and yeah. I pretty much forgot half of what we were. Gonna I don't about. know what excuse to use on other po- uh, on our other podcasts, but yeah. tonight I'm using the excuse that I haven't slept in over twenty four hours, yeah. and it's kind of creepy. I, so, so you got I it. Be- I better go home and try to go to sleep, but I, I'm not sleepy yet. So, you got any other news? Anything else you want to talk about, or is that no? I think I that's think it. I think uh, wind it up. Yeah, I think this is a good place to wind it up. Uh, Next show, maybe two weeks. Two weeks, let's do it. And no, do we have anybody on? Oh, we might add um, the Mariah Moreno interview to that one. Let's do so that. We'll do it's that. very good to have her back in Southern California. 
Basically, if we if we interview somebody who speaks English, we're just going to add it to the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Because I don't really want to write it. That would be well. If I remember <laughs> Thunder Rosa was. I kept that. Should it be Spanish or English? And, yeah. And I said English, Fredo. You're going to be transcribing yeah. way too much stuff if she doesn't yeah. Spanish. Yeah, I, I was going to keep that on the. On, I, I'm keeping it on my uncut version of it. But I think on this version, well, I think she put it on because <laughs> we both. Yes, I, think, I think you should put it on. She was there. probably confused about it. That so. was funny. That was yeah. funny. Um, it, the first time I ever saw not in wrestling but in roller derby, where kayfabe was accidentally dropped, uh. was they aired it on Channel Five here, which was English uh, KTLA, but they also aired the same roller game on Channel Twenty Two, which was the Spanish station, and so. Uh, they would do promos right there on the track in front of the crowd yeah. in, in mid-type. And they didn't do much editing because I'm watching the Spanish feed on Channel 22 late one night, and there's the face and the heel. They're, they're uh, going to have a big match, race blood feud and everything, and they're going to hype it. And they're saying, okay, uh, they're talking to me saying, wait, is this the English or the Spanish? And then the announcement. Oh, you hear this that? This is Spanish. Yeah. No, not just here. It's, it's, it's not like in the background. It's like they're actually saying, is this going to be the Spanish one? Okay. Spanish. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to destroy you next week. Well, you know, that's how it is. You know, it's, it's funny because I think people who do podcasts are actually putting more time into doing it, like trying to make it sound perfect. But it's like, it's just a natural thing, you know? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And back then, a lot of people don't realize if something went wrong on a wrestling show, yeah. they did not edit. Yeah, it's like yeah, it warts like and all. You saw yeah, it. We, we, <laughs> and yeah. here we are, warts and all, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And we are proud of our warts. I wanted to make it sound more glamorous. Yeah. though. we're proud of our uh, you know, conclusions. By, by the next show, we'll have I'll be I'll be talking about season three of Lucha Underground. And the cruiserweight division, yeah. and I'll say there's a season three. Yes, <laughs> and you'll probably be talking about something else that we that. You'll be watching Puebla. Again. Yes, I'll talk about yes. Puebla. Kurt will be back on his Puebla routine. Yeah. In fact, thank you, Mark Cole, for reminding me as I was watching the 83rd anniversary show on Monday. Says he reminded me, "Don't skip Puebla." Did you watch it? No, Mark. Mark Cole, I'm sorry. <laughs> but just for but you, just Mark Cole, I week. will watch it. Next I. Week. That's a cool. That's what I do like about this modern age. If I miss it live, I could still watch. it. I was tonight. gonna watch half of Raw just to keep you updated on Raw. <laughs> But then I realized I didn't. Um, you know what? Oh, I gotta watch that today. Um, Harley and the Davidsons. I was watching that instead. The document. Uh, uh, it's like a movie, mm-hmm. a mini series mm-hmm. on the guys who created Harley Davidson. Oh no way! Yeah, it's on Discovery Channel. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. And I kind of missed this today. So it's funny how we're talking earlier about Mystico. Yeah, motorcycles look like so much fun. Yeah. But no, it's a bad idea. Yeah. I will say I, I do like Mystico because he's, he's a fan of the TV series Vikings. Oh, is he really? And I'm a fan of that too. So. I, 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 I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I like how, you know, this is how it's going to be like, everybody's going to be like, I wonder why Fredo likes this wrestler. Maybe he likes some something some TV show. It's like, and oh, the, I like that. I think that's a good reason. Yeah. You know, I... Well, or why do you like Sobrano Jr.? Oh, because he's... Uh, hey, after his retirement, that's what I dug about Tony Roca. I said, hey, this guy like knows this shit about politics. Yes, yes. Cool. It's like just random stuff. When Mystico, I... And not I'm a fan I'm of this because I thought I thought. Uh, oh wait, we're talking about Christico Mystico. Mystico, or? the the current one. Yeah, the current one. Yeah. yeah. I just thought being put in that role was putting him in such an awkward position, and so it's like I was cheering him no matter what. Yeah. And I was so bummed when I heard about the motorcycle wreck because I thought, oh man, on top of having and it took him a while to like yeah, to get yeah. comfortable in the ring. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it's interesting the reason we like wrestlers, but I think a few people will admit it. Yeah. If, if only La Mascara would say that he, he he likes, like, a TV show I like, then I'd end up liking him more. <laughs> Although I don't have a problem with La Mascara. Yeah. He's not, like... Well, also... There's there's plenty of other wrestlers. Without that mask, yeah. man, him next to Rush, it makes sense now. Yeah. It used to never make yeah. sense putting them together. He just has to change his name, though. I, 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 although, although you know, maybe him naming him La Mascara, people could just say... He's La Mascara because he's ugly or something. Like just promos. <laughs> Although he's not, I don't think he's a, he's not a, he's not, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I think he's ugly. It's like, just, no, he's not. He just as had, a promo, as a promo, like just say it's it. It's what Ari Romero said when Gory Guerrero would see a baby face who should be a heel. The, the way Gory Guerrero, I guess, would say it was, you have a son of a bitch face. Yeah. You're a heel. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, Some guys are just, closed. yeah. Some guys are, yeah. are, the handsome guys should be, you, the, the good looking guys, you wonder why they're masked. Yes, and then the ugly guys. You wonder why they're masked because they have great facial expressions. Right. Uh, uh, Atlantis. Ask anybody who's seen him. Well, now he's older, so he's older, but he's, he is, he was like movie star good looking. Yeah, you know and he's older now. So he is older. So yeah. well, so he's debonair. Yeah, he he's at the stage of uh, uh of because uh, psychosis that the most interesting man in the world. The psychosis uh, Ripper guy would have has a totally healed look totally to him. Yeah. totally. Yeah, he could be like a like him. a ter- an assassin type of character. Totally, yeah. totally. It wouldn't hurt him because he'd have he still has the look. The look would work. Well, though. even even when Carrie approached him, he kind of looked at us. My first thought was, I thought he didn't want to do it. Yeah, I thought he doesn't look thrilled to see us. Yeah, I, thought, I would be scared if he got mad at us for some reason. Yeah, but once he started, I want I want him over when I said the Vatos Locos Vipers. Uh, so cool. Yeah, when he saw me, that's when he said, "Oh well." He's like, people who know, I'm glad you remembered or something like that. And I was like, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't take a lot of compliments. Like, it, he, it wasn't a big deal for him. Well, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, while I don't understand the language, it's like we were talking about trauma. When you interviewed the traumas, I actually could pick up a lot of what they said. And you were saying they're... they're- I mean, trauma too hugged me when I told him I, I remember watching them in, 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 when they first started in IWRG. I mean... That's right. Yeah, yes. he hugged me because he was like, yeah, this is a fan. There's somebody who knows, and it's like, and, whereas Ripper was like, yeah, I don't, you know. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, the conversation got flowing, and he seemed into it, but he seemed like so much more like I, a whatever type of guy. Where most guys, yeah, most guys are more in the middle, like Jeff Cobb, and, yeah. a, and a few of the younger guys. When you tell them, "Hey, that was a great match," they're like, "Oh, thanks," and they shake your hand, and that's it. Yeah. But it's like those two polar opposites. Traumas have like a Negro Casas enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and which is fun. It's yeah. fun to see somebody who's been in the business a long time and still yeah. loves it. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> We're having another... Really long, extra 10 almost minutes. Almost 10 minutes. So you got a little something bonus. Well, you could see it as a bonus 10 minutes or you can see it as we... Uh, we held you just hostage. Be glad, for we, just be glad Kurt didn't talk about the Kelly family. That's Get into the fever. Forget about siesta. Um, those trays. Gonna take off to the sky. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, 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 Until next time. Take it easy, you have cats.